and we are live. Hey, ladies. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Hello. Blessing to all the queens. What's good? Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, Danny. Sorry. Uh oh. How is everybody doing? Y'all doing good? Amazing. Excited. Yes, I can't complain. God is good. All the time, honey. All the time. (laughs) You better say it. Well, we are doing a ladies' panel today, and we have Lady Mocha. Lady Mocha, tell us about yourself and your channel. Uh, absolutely. Um, I have uh, two different channels. Um, my co-ed channel for men and women, um, Mocha's Cafe de Paris, um, where I do topics pertaining to men and women. Uh, my channel is very balanced. I go in on black men and black women. Um, it's a very mutual channel. And then I also have my woman's only channel, uh, oops, Mocha's Ladies Lounge as well. Um, so other than that, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be working with you ladies. I normally don't do women's panels, but um, I love the energy um, with all of you ladies from what I've seen and what I know thus far. And I'm glad to be here to join you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We also have Mahogany Roots and MJ. Mahogany, tell us about your channel and a little bit about yourself. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I'm so, so excited about this panel. Um, my channel is very diverse. I've been around a, a while, but I didn't really start doing content till about two years ago, maybe. Um, same as Mocha. I'm a very balanced channel. I talk about all types of issues. Um, sometimes we talk about serious issues. Sometimes it's it's just all fun. So you never know what you're going to get over there. Um, and it is just my name, Mahogany Roots and MJ. Uh, I don't really have too much else. It's a fun channel. Um, sometimes you might see interviews. Sometimes you might see, I might bring my family on. We might be cooking. We might be working out. You just never, never know what you're going to see. But everybody's welcome. Outstanding. Thank you so much for that. And Simply Bree, tell us about your channel and a little bit about yourself. Yes. So good morning to everyone. Um, I go by the name Simply Bree. I am located in Atlanta, Georgia, and my network is actually called He Said What Network. I have five shows Sunday through Thursday um, in which the overall purpose of the network is to find different ways in bridging the gap in communication between black men and women. Um, So we do it through spirituality, we do it through sports because that's a really good way to reach both men and women. Um, We also have uh, two talk shows. One is He Said What and the other is She Said What. And both of those are where we have one guest, uh, one male guest or one female guest, and they come up and we just ask them a series of questions and you have to be transparent. You have to be honest. Um, there is no bro code. And I tell my guests, unless you're trying to be in a relationship with your bros, there is no bro code. Um, and this is just to help both parties understand from the opposite sex why we do say, feel, think the way that we do directly from the horse's mouth instead of assuming um, or going on what our girlfriends or our homeboys say. Um, So that is my network, and it's coming up to two years in May that I've had it. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just super excited to be here and to have this conversation with you ladies, as well as with the viewers. 
Outstanding. Absolutely. I've noticed a prevailing theme throughout all the ladies' channels, as well as our own kind of like um, a theme of bridging the gap or having the conversations from both sides and, uh, you know, being able to have that uh, dialogue and, you know, maybe a more neutral space. Um, So I certainly noticed that prevailing theme. And we do have another special guest who will be joining us at some point during the show here, um, hopefully within the next few minutes or so. But I I am excited about this. You guys seem so balanced, and I'm just really excited to have this conversation with all of our special guests. Um, and you guys, make sure to check out the ladies' channels. They will be dropped by our lovely mods throughout the um, uh, process or throughout our interview process. And um, yeah, I- I'm excited about this. Yes, um, Curlin did. He did actually get you guys' channels in the description box. So if you are looking to subscribe and no, you shouldn't even be looking to subscribe. You should go and subscribe. They are balanced. Um, Their channels are definitely in our description box. So go check out these ladies. They're all dope. Handpicked. You know how we do. So I'm excited. A little housekeeping before we actually jump off into Mm. it. You guys know, y'all already know, uh, we welcome dissenting opinions. We are not trying to silence the brothers at all or, or the sisters. Um, so we welcome dissenting opinions, but keep it respectful. Make sure that you guys are not disrespecting our uh, panel guests because that will not be tolerated at all whatsoever. We don't care about you disagreeing. Disagree respectfully and articulately like we know you guys have the ability to. And that's Yes. That. Yes. So let's get started. <laughs> um, Concrete and I were, you know, we'll kind of we have a running list of topics like a running list a big old running list and you know it's women's month and all this old stuff and then you know it's been a lot of stuff going on in the media um a lot of things pertaining to black women the ills of black women and then you know we came up with this topic are black women carrying the black community and you know they'll say that it's been a matriarch and black women are responsible for this that and a third and so let's just start off with the topic question are black women carrying the black community and lady mocha will start with you oh interesting (laughs) interesting question um are black women carrying the black community uh my perspective on that is Um, I I think to a certain degree, we carry the black community uh, initially because most of the decisions we make, um, it starts, I would say it starts with us um, based on what type of mate we choose, what type of father we choose for our children, um, what type of plans we make for our future. Um, I think a lot of that has a lot to do with um, why um, a lot of us put ourselves in positions in which we carry more than we could afford, than we can afford to carry. So um, I don't want to sit up here and place the blame and put all the emphasis on black women. Um, But I will say we do initially, um, we, we have the upper hand as far as who we choose to bear children from, um, 
who we choose to, to not allow um, situations we've gone through in our childhood um, as an excuse to be victims. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the decisions that we make, it starts with us. Um, so the decisions that we make depends on what role we play as far as to um, what responsibilities we do have as far as in the black community. Uh, just as something as simple, choosing a decent man to bear a child from, something as simple as that. I'll just take a simple, simple scenario, as simple as um, that. Um, a lot of us, we don't make the best decisions when it comes to selecting certain type of men and we see disaster from the initial beginning and yet we still take a risk um thinking we're going to change the situation mm. thinking we're going to change the man thinking that having a child from the man is going to somehow um be a benefit to us in the future seeing from the start that he's not stable seeing from the start he already has multiple children for multiple women um just just seeing disaster from the beginning but thinking for whatever reason we have the power to change taking a um a damaged individual and thinking that we're going to be the one to be the fixer up but only to find out that we just become another statistic just like some of these other women out here but that's just an example i, I don't want to just stay and run with that narrative because people take that one narrative and they'll spin it a thousand ways but that's just an example but um that's just my perspective on it and um i'll let the next lady share her mm. Very interesting. Yeah, Lady Mocha. Very interesting yes. commentary. Go ahead. Sorry, Danny. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, define what you mean by carrying. Okay. So um, and that's gonna that'll probably differ, or unless we give like a general description and maybe that will help the ladies um and kind of enlighten them as it relates to what we're speaking about, if you want to do that. Um, and I would say by carrying, um, the black community has been identified as a matriarch, especially within this space. And so when we say carrying, it's like we are, um, you see black women getting together, uh, uh, obtaining power as far as politically um, and socially. Um, you you say we have the most single mothers, then that means we have controls of control of the children. If you're talking about the school system, you have more black women teachers than you have black men teachers. So there's a too, go ahead. Uh, when, when we talk about well, the allegation about the black community being a matriarch or a woman led community, uh, it, it, you know, I've heard it more in this space than any other. So I think for me, that speaks for itself. What I'm referring to when I say caring, I mean woman led in, in, in all ways that you can imagine. So that's what I mean by caring. Uh oh, we got Toya in the building, honey. Okay. Hey, Miss Toya. Hey, Toya. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so sorry I'm late that is okay that is perfectly fine do me a favor and tell the people about yourself because we actually just started with the first question but tell the people about yourself and something some things about your channel sure um i am someone who came into the black ministry space about a year ago and wait a minute can y'all hear toya good toya i can't hear you uh, as good a little loud. Oh, the hang on let me fix okay uh, you guys go ahead that's better. That's, that was better at the end. Yeah. 
We'll give her a second to get settled. She just joined, so we'll come back and let Toya introduce herself. Um, I guess we the, the next person we'll have answer the question is Mahogany Roots. Oh, okay. Um, that is a wonderful question. It's a very difficult one, but I'm going to try and answer the best way I can. So I am somebody that honestly, truly, and I'm going to start sharing this more, I feel like I am very much involved in the community. I am a volunteer. I also have worked with children in the community. My son grew up in, in the, under the community center. Right now on Speed Dallas, his boxing coach, his karate teacher. And I'm going to say this. Um, so when we say Black women are caring, I wouldn't say that they're caring. Well, and this is just my opinion. I wouldn't use the word caring. Well, yeah. If you're saying, basically, they're doing what they have to do. If you're, if we're saying, and I believe this is what people have said, that we are primarily the ones raising the children and we're single, then that means we're the ones kind of rearing up the the family. And if we're saying that, then yes, then I guess you could say that. But I'm going to be honest. When I look out and I go to these community functions, I got so much videos of the coaches out there. And most of them are men. It's men that are, are teaching the kids football, exercise, all kinds of stuff. There are women out there too. So there's both men and women with feet on the ground trying to give back. I think people need to expose themselves to these community programs. A lot of people don't know about them, but there are plenty of men. You'd be surprised. Um, both of my son's coaches None of the, um, one of them, he doesn't, he's not married, doesn't have children, but he loves kids. And it's something that he likes to do. The karate teacher is a retired police officer. He just loves to give back to his community. So you do have people in the community that are helping. But I think because people might not be a part of these community programs, they don't know about it. But I would say that when you are left with the responsibility, the work still has to be done. And so women are doing what they have to do, right? Our children have to eat. Our children have to be taken care of regardless if we're at it alone or not. I will say this, and I'll make this short. Um, I think sometimes when we hear that uh, a lot of the women are single, meaning unmarried, but we don't always um, put into account that just because they might be single on paper, a lot of women have men in the households that are helping, but it's like, that's why I don't really like doing the numbers like that, because I, I do believe that they're flawed, because you just have a lot of folks that are communing together, they're raising their children, they're communing together, but they're just not legally married, but they're, they have men that might be involved in their children's mm -hmm. life. And I think a lot of times that doesn't get attention. So that's all I have. Great point. Um, thank you for that, Mahogany Roots. Uh, that's a, that's an excellent point. Um, we'll go ahead and have Simply Bree answer. Well, let me read the super chat first, um, and then we'll have Simply Bree answer and get back to Toya. So Black Wizard says, just for clarification, you're asking if they think the community is led by women. I'll leave you alone after this. Well, I, I think that for me, the premise of the Black Black women carrying the um, Black community is Black women leading it. So um, are Black women leading the Black community? And essentially, when we talk about them carrying it, that also means that um, uh, you know any successes or failures would be attributed to Black women as well. So I think that the, the basic premise is, you know, is it being led by Black community? And essentially, um, 
you know, anything that will fall under that. So meaning, you know, the successes and failures of the Black community are, should they be attributed to Black women? Um, also, um, you know, the state of the Black community, is that also something that would be attributed to Black community when we can talk about it um, on a macro scale, we can talk about it on a micro scale, when we talk about flourishing Black communities in maybe a PG county or maybe Atlanta, um, you know, are we saying that, that, um, that those things are the direct result of Black women. Danny talked about like even politically, like if we're talking about, you know, these um, microcosms uh, and them being successful, you know, we've had like a, a Stacey Abrams, how she was able to get, you know, record number of people out to vote. We had, you know, um, you know, Atlanta being one of, uh, quote unquote, the black Mecca and it being led for up until recently, the last four years by a black woman and some of the changes that she brought about. So I think we can look at it, um, you know, as it relates to politically, socially and all other things. But um, the allegation about the black community being a matriarch for me, uh, I think I first heard it here and I hear it here in this space most often. So just getting the ladies take and kind of, um, if they believe that Black women are carrying and leading the Black community as well. Um, I think we had a few more super chats. I saw another one. Let me see. Oh, thank you, Danny, for highlight. I forgot I can do that now. Um, thank you. Thank you, Melody. She says, dope panel and discussion. Like the stream. Please do. Um, thank and you, Melody. Yeah, and, and that too. We appreciate you. And then... So, oh, and Andy says black women are leading it or feminine males while women are manly. Most chicks seem to be SEX workers. Rainbow life is at an all time high. This is what so-called liberation or freedom for women looks like. Okay, Andy. Maybe, you know, he's uh, listen, you know how he coming. We ain't even, oh, I'm not even bothered by it because I expect that from Andrew. And then we have one from Eugene Steele. He says, I have seen a lot of Black women panels. I have seen some Black men panels. Both have similar objectives. Both are productive and both are um, powerful. Thank you, Eugene. I would agree. Um, and Simply Bree, if you would answer the question next, and then we'll have Toya chime in. Oh, yeah. No pressure after all of that. Um, <laughs> so as far as do I feel, um, if black women are carrying the black community, I feel like we have a strong and significant role within the black community, um, piggybacking off of mahogany, because I too, I have uh, a black 15 year old son. And a lot of the times with, you know, him being involved in an after school program, if I am experiencing something with him that I know only a man can really get through to him. I'm going to his coach. I'm going to a black man who I feel is a positive role model within the community, who I feel is going to keep it real with him because he can relate more to my son than I can as a woman. So as women in the black community, I feel like there's a lot of things that we will spearhead and we will uh, take on and not take no for an answer. Can we continue in this community without the participation of a black man? Not at all. Uh, and so that's why mm. it's equally as important for black men to step up and, you know, call the shots, lead, 
by example and not just by your words, but actually follow through with it. And, you know, even looking at the chat, I see a lot about single Black mothers. Well, it takes two to have a child, so she can't be a single Black mother by herself without there being some type of man that engaged in some activity with her. So we both have to hold ourselves accountable. Um, but single-handedly, do I feel like Black women, are we running the ship? I'm going to say no, not by ourselves. It, it, it's, a, it's an opportunity where everyone can have all hands on deck. Um, I feel like, you know, there are situations, even in the workplace, where men are put in a situation where they have to do a job just to just to make money to survive. They have to deal with disrespect. They have to deal with being put down and treated like they're invaluable just to be able to put food on the table. They don't have as many opportunities as women when it comes to making the high dollars. Women, we can get jobs in offices. We can, you know, we can work our way up the totem pole. Granted, we're not going to be equally level as a white woman, but we're still able to, I would say, obtain more opportunities than the black man. Um, but that's, that's just my answer. That's my two cents. And um, mm. I feel like if we continue to have these conversations, then we'll step out of statistics and step into reality. Thank you, Simply Ree. Um, I like that. I, I absolutely love your response. And I agree with a lot of that. You kind of answered some of my questions in your response. So um, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, Toya, did you want to come off and start first with um, introducing yourself and your channel and then um, answering the question of the hour? Yes. Thank you so much, Concrete. Thank you, Sister George, for having me. Hello, Mocha. Hello, Mahogany Roots and MJ. And hi, Simply Bree. Uh, so I, I, all I want to say about myself is that I happen to be BGS's favorite set of soup coolers and the darling of the Rocket Report. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my channel is, is called Toya the Tutor and a lot of what you'll see me doing in people's chats and comments is making grammar corrections, but I don't do too, I don't spend too much time on my channel talking about that. Although I do. Um, I also talk about astrology on my channel and um, sometimes I'll have my mom up there with me, but it's a mishmash of things that I feel passionate about. That's what you'll find on my channel. Thank you, Concrete, for going into the question deeper regarding the Black community being a matriarch um, or a matriarchy. Carrying and leading the community, I will say um, that upon first glance, that's what I think people see when they look at us. Uh, but when I came to this space, it was exactly what I needed when I stumbled upon it because it showed a light on some of the blind spots that I had. It also revealed to me the cloak of matriarchy that we've seemed to wear as a cape. Black women wear matriarchy as a cape. The term pressure is made for shoulders, not hips comes to mind. To simply Bree's point, it is on men to take charge and lead, but here's where I believe women need to pivot. So we let go of this matriarchy fallacy to defer to these capable and willing black men to change the tide. I really liked what Simply Bree said, step out of statistics, step into reality. 
uh, as black women, we tend to love to throw out statistics of our successes and the things that we've accomplished as if they are some uh, placebo for a male influence and leadership, and they're not. So this is why I call it a cloak of matriarchy. I hope that answered the question. Yes, I absolutely understood. Excuse me, I absolutely understood your response, and I think that that answered the question. Um, thank you, you you ladies are are just so on on point that um, I think that you know with you you giving like such detailed answers, I'm sit, sitting over here having to reformulate some of my questions. But um, thank you all for your responses. I'll read the super chat real quick and see if Danny wants to add anything before we go into the next question. Andy says, uh, takes two to have kids, but not be promiscuous. Females get around more than males, and most Black women aren't seeking solid monogamous relationships with Black men. Very interesting, Andy. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting, and it's kind of uh, something Toya said made me think about this because I was reading Andy's super chat as, as um, Toya was speaking. Um, it's funny what we reveal about our own groups by trying to denigrate the other group, you know, like at the end of the day, you can't really say that there are more females getting around than males. Like clearly both it's taking two people to engage in these acts. So you're highlighting the fact that we have a problem with promiscuity amongst black men and black women. It's not, you know, one over the other, but it's so funny and it's very telling what you reveal about your own group by trying to denigrate the other group. So, um, Danica, thank you, Bo. She said, just stopping through. Thank you for the love. We appreciate you. And then I think there was one. Yeah, I think there was one more. Oh, okay. Black Wizard. Um, Black Wizard says, Toya, what makes the matriarchy a fallacy? Toya, if you can give us a quick, succinct response to Black Wizard's question, and then we'll, we'll move the conversation forward. Sure. Um, I'm calling it that because it's a mistaken belief that we are successfully leading the community. I think that we're defaulting to it, but it's not really giving what it's supposed to give. Mm. Thank you, Toya. <laughs> Danny, do you want to answer your question before we move on into the next question? Um, yeah, forget about it. Let's go. Um, do I think black women are carrying the community on their backs? Um, Lady Mocha echoed a lot of my sentiment being about us choosing the men that we've had children by. Um, we've chosen our mates then if we become single mothers despite of if the man wants the baby if um he's gonna be around and present to help you raise that child i think in a lot of ways we do um yeah i think in a lot of ways we do um being that black women have been able to garner political power and political power is a huge thing because that's actually what dictate what dictate laws um what shapes our community how our children are educated the funding that they receive um a lot of that is carrying the community in my opinion what do you think about that concrete 
Very interesting. I'm loving the diversity on this panel and hearing just a you know myriad of different takes on the question. I personally uh, kind of, I think simply Bree probably iterated a lot of the points that I would make. Personally, I am going to say my take is that um, Black women are picking up the pieces. I think that in many ways and in many instances, in, uh, in many uh, Black communities, the community has all but been abandoned. And Black women are doing their best to simply pick up the pieces. Um, I, I'm not saying that they don't relish in, in the fact that they feel like they're leading, but I think that they're, you know, it's kind of like um, someone um, drops pieces of a puzzle from, you know, from the sky. And this is like a puzzle that has a million pieces and they drop it from the sky and black people uh black women are essentially trying to put that puzzle together they got pieces in places where they don't belong and the piece is a uh, the whole abstract piece of art which some would call a mess but black women are you know sitting back marveling at it saying okay well we got this part right you know well we might not have this part right and it may be a whole shit show but we do have i do see a cloud over there that we were able to form with the pieces that we were able to put together so that is kind of my take on it i think that i, I wouldn't say black women are doing a phenomenal job but i think that they're trying in many instances to do the best that they can with what they have um but i would not say i don't think that it is um that they're leading is effective in my opinion. Um, but I'm not saying this to say that, you know, I blame them, they're, they're, they're trying. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's my take, <laughs> so. Oh, good, um, good stuff. Yeah. Shout ahead, out uh, to Lord Commander. He says mm -hmm. distinctions. It takes two to make a baby, but please don't lump us in. Responsibility needs to be taken by the irresponsible men they like to sleep with. <laughs> Child, you know, um, it's definitely going to be an attack on our mates, but it's so interesting because you know, everybody will blame us for being single mothers or, you know, having been single mothers at some point. So, but it's like, while they're pointing the fingers at us, there's not, it, it sometimes it doesn't seem like there's enough pointing at the men that aren't raising mm -hmm. their kids. And that, that's a thing for me. Like you, you pointed us and I could take responsibility for mm -hmm. who I chose to have a baby by, but, um, at, at the same token, there's also these men that aren't doing their jobs, and that's also a thing that's making our community fail, and or not making our community as successful as it could be. But mm -hmm. I feel like men don't, men here especially, don't generally point the fingers all the way around. It seems to be one or the other. You know what I mean? I agree, and to me, that's part of the problem. Like the men, there are there's a segment of the population that get to say, "Oh, it's all black women and the mistakes that they're making by opening their legs and being promiscuous," and it's those black men. But we're not a part of either group, and I think that that's pretty convenient. Um, you know, because as black women, even the black women with no children and the black women who have successful careers, like they're not allowed to say. I'm not part of that group because black women are looked upon by black men as a monolith, um, despite the fact that there are, you know, um, 
we're all individuals and that, you know, we all have our own individual and unique experiences, but black men get to separate themselves from the ills of the community. So I just think that that's convenient, but you know, that's all I'll say about that. But I do have a question because I want to keep this conversation well-rounded. So before we go into like our other questions or deeper questions on the um, specific, on the last question that was asked, I want to know from you ladies. Um, so um, do you see examples of black male leadership in your communities uh, since we're talking about black women leading and having to lead or leading out of necessity or what have you? Um, can you all highlight examples of black male leadership that you see in your communities and at large? Um, and we could start with uh, Lady Mocha. Um, I would like to say if, if there is some type of leadership, um, I don't look at so much of, I guess when people hear the word leadership, they think of, um, like people who might have some type of political position or, or, um, you know, the, the pastor coaches, things of that na nature. Um, leadership doesn't necessarily have to be a position. I've noticed a lot of leadership as far as family men husbands um men that are leaders as far as their household um i am residing i live in the south i live in um georgia so i am noticing uh most of the leadership that i'm personally been encountering um is uh men who are um dedicated to running their households um to raising their children um to to being good providers being good husbands um, and, and I think when we hear leadership, we don't always give credit um, just just on the on, on on the basic level. You know, leadership doesn't necessarily have to mean uh, a man that's out there. That's that's he's he's a he's a coach or I'm just using an example, football coach. He's a pastor of his church or he owns his own business. Now, don't get me wrong. Those things are wonderful, too. If he's using that leadership to help be an asset to the black community or whatever but leadership starts from home um and i think that's where a lot of us are not realizing that a lot of us as black men and black women the way we perceive things the way we reason with life the way we reason with the decisions we make it has a lot to do with our foundation the way we've been raised the type of um environment we've been raised in the type of parenting um uh, the way we perceive life and in the way we interact with the community the way we get involved with the community it has everything to do with your foundation from home so as far as the question is leadership um i just think it's based on you know uh everything your foundation um that has built you to be able to become a leader whether that leader is just being a good husband being a good father um being a business owner so i i want i don't want to take away from men who are leading but just because they're not in positions where people can see it it does not mean that their role as leaders are less significant just because people can't see it because i i've seen leadership with men just being good fathers being good husbands um just mentoring other young black men so it's so many ways in which we can um utilize the word leadership and not just use it as far as a position I love that, Lady Mocha. Thank you for highlighting that because that is important. And you know, those are the like th those are like 
you know, um, great examples that we want to hear about too. Like you're, it doesn't have to be someone who's leading on a global scale, like, you know, knowing some, you know, the man in your home, the person who you are building a life with, like whatever examples you have, I, I'd like to hear about them. So thank you for highlighting that. I just want to say Alpha Omega. So majority of black men also vote Democrat and that almost 80% um, went 85% of, of it, men it, vote Democrat. Yeah. So, you know, and then the, the wedlock rate, I'm assuming you're meaning children born out of wedlock. So that is deceiving. That doesn't mean that 80% of black women have children that are born out of wedlock. That's talking about 80% of black children that are born. And those are not just black children born to black women. That also does not mean that that black child is not born to two parents. Maybe they're not, uh, maybe they don't have a, a, um, a state sanctioned marriage, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that that child is, you know, being uh raised by a single parent. However, um, the, the difference as it relates to how many black men have children and how many black women have children, I think 51% of black men are, don't have children and it's like 40% of black women don't have children. But I know when you guys tout that statistic, a lot of people take it the wrong way. So I did just want to quickly highlight that. And I'm going to read the super chats really quickly and then we'll move to the other ladies on the panel. Um, I saw one from Andy where he says, Rose, you should go talk to black women in the swinger lifestyle. They're more way, they're more into it um, than black men. National news stations has even done studies showing that women are more promiscuous than men in the U.S. Did they break that down by race is my question to you. And number two, um, I have friends or associates who are in the swinger life or not in the swinger lifestyle, but into different forms of kink. And I would say from my um, discussions with these women, and I've been in lots of groups with them, it does seem that more women are, black women are into alternative things than black men, but that in and of itself does not equal promiscuity in my opinion, but you know, yeah, I guess, <laughs> Andy. Um, and then we had another one from Lord Commander. He said the ills come from like 20% of the men. There is no point of 80% pointing the finger if women are still going to sleep with these men. How are you able to, can you, do you have anything to support that assertion that the ills are 20% of the men, but the ills of black women would be 100%? Because that's what I'm assuming you're, you're alluding to. If that is true, can you provide any kind of data to support your commentary? Um, I think and that then was, there's yeah, another thing that I wanted to address with that. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me that if 20% of the men are um, bearing the children by these 80% of women, then why are so many men fighting against the child support system? It's not like mm -hmm. y'all stick up a Pookie and Ray Ray since y'all saying that these are the men that are having all the kids. It's not like um, y'all go up and stand up for Pookie and Ray Ray as it pertains to issues in the black community. So if Pookie and Ray Ray is the one having all the children, why are so many other men complaining about child support? Pookie and Ray Ray do show mm -hmm. up to court. Um, they are able to be penalized for not paying child support, but it's a lot of men fighting for these same issues. And so I always find yeah. that interesting um, mm -hmm. when y'all drop those uh, stats like that. Yeah. And then Alpha Omega, like, is that a self-reporting study? Because how would you prove that? Because I ain't never filled out a study regarding the, the status of my home. Like, how do you prove that? And we know most Black people aren't filling out the census. So where does that come from? But um, we also got one from Rogish. He says, uh, Ashley, Black women have scary... Oh, carried the community. <laughs> right. Actually, I think he's saying black women have carried the community right over into the hands 
Yeah, I'm not sure what he's saying. Value and most importantly, control of their reality, uh, which results in them having a dooming reality and it's all linked. Um, Rogish, if you could kind of clarify what you were saying in that super chat, because it, it got all jumbled and I, I'm not sure what you're trying to articulate there. Um, and oh, we also got one from Jay the Conqueror. Better question, are hoes winning? I don't know if that's a better question, but we hear you. Um, so we are actually going to get back to the question on the table. Um, and I guess we'll start with um, Toya and then just move our way on over to Mahogany Roots. And then um, we'll move our way over to Bree. So Toya, if you would like to answer that. Sure. Uh, I'm going to echo Mocha's sentiment with reference to the Black male leadership being within the community, looking like caring and concerned fathers and they happen to be coaches at local schools and volunteers, so on and so forth. But on the flip side, I think to answer the question, we also have to consider the lack of opportunity to be leaders, which is also present prevalent. Um, I think that's why you have so much hubbub within the Black manosphere, because I think it provides a place for those men to come and feel like they have a voice. So if we were actually providing more opportunities for Black men to be leaders, then I would feel better equipped to answer this question. Uh, but I just don't think that those opportunities are so plentiful as they are for us as women. Thank you, Toya. Appreciate that. Uh, Mahogany Roots, uh, what's your response? I switched mics. Can you guys hear me? Or not really. No, we can hear you now. Uh, whatever. Do you I just sound did. okay, or should I go back? Yeah, to the you're clear. You sound you're okay? clear. Okay, girl, I'm not good with these mics. <laughs> so, um, oh, me yeah, either. I kind of said it. The that that's pretty much what I was saying earlier. Like when I go to the community center, it's a lot of men and women out there with their kids, volunteering their time, their services. They don't have to. Um, I got video footage after video footage of all these people from the community volunteering their time. So definitely they're leaders. And like I was mentioning before, sometimes they're in the household, but they just don't get the credit because the census doesn't show that they're married to the woman. Just because they're not married doesn't mean he's not there and involved. So I have always said that, yes, I believe that you have men that are leaders. Um, and what, to piggyback on what Toya was saying, I think on a larger scale, she's right. Like far as we've had more of a media outlet and stuff. And so a lot of these men might feel that, like this is the only way, but I, I would beg for black people as a whole, men and women to really, cause there's so many opportunities out in the community that people just do not know about um, to do. If you really, really, really are interested in, in leading something, starting something, there are opportunities. There's, um, lots of grant programs, but you got to make an effort to reach out and get the information. It's not going to walk up to your door like you've got to. If you really, really, really are interested in solving some of these problems and doing something for your people, um, it comes to a point where you have to be proactive. That's all I can say. And I say that for both men and women. I, I'm not going to be long winded, but like the programs that I'm in, nobody came to me and told me about those programs. I actually had to ask about them. Well, oh, this is dope. You guys do this on the weekends. Well, how can I be a part of this? 
oh, well, you need to contact this person. You need to go down to the city. Um, you see what I'm saying? There has to be some proactive movements going on. Um, that's all I have. Thank you, Mahogany Roots. Appreciate that. Uh, Simply Bree, what about you? Um, so a lot of the ladies said the same things that I would have said as far as identifying leaders within the community. Um, I want to say stepdads. They're big mm -hmm. leaders because you are taking on the responsibilities of someone else's child or children who either chooses not to play a role or for whatever reason is incapable of, of being that father. Uncles, we all got a favorite uncle who has been there since day one. Husbands, husbands, men who are stepping up and showing, and I'm going to say stepping up because I like the word stepping up, but men who, who are not afraid of commitment and they put a ring on it and they show you that they love you to the extent where, you know, they're willing to marry you or they want to marry you. They even entertain the thought of marrying you. Um, you have, when it comes down into the household, you have brothers. We all have big brothers who have looked over us and displayed that leadership quality uh, when there is no father in the residence. And keep in mind, um, because I see this a lot where they say having two parents in the household is better than not having two. Just because you have two parents in the household does not mean that that house does not have toxicity in it. I mean, Agreed. you have your siblings sometimes that have to step in and protect you from said father or said mother. So um, please don't fall into that hype right there. Active fathers are leaders in the community. Men who, they they know it. They go and get their children if they're not living in the same household. They spend time with their children. And sometimes they spend time with their children and their children's friends who don't have a male figure in the household. Black business owners, hey, it, it takes a lot to be a Black business owner uh, in, in these times. So just being able to go through the rings, go through the challenges, even when you don't have that support system, you are showing someone even younger, young children, young teenagers that don't take no for an answer because at the end of the road, at the end of the tunnel is light. Um, a lot of the times we do focus on celebrities as the leaders within the community, um, but I would prefer someone who's reachable. Um, someone who can have a conversation with you um, and, and not just because you're supporting their music or supporting, um, you know, their craft. Um, and then we have a lot of people in the legal system. There are some good cops out there. There are attorneys out there. There are black judges out there in your community. So it's really up to you to look into your community and be able to identify with these individuals. If you're not looking, then yeah, they don't exist. If you're looking for reasons to say why they don't exist, then they're not going to exist. And most importantly, if you're not doing anything to change your community, then don't complain about they're not being leaders because you're not you're not helping the cause. Say that. Oh, yes. Okay. Danny, do you want to answer the question and I'll quickly answer before you ask your next next question? Yeah, I think that um, the ladies had some really, really good answers. I love what Simply, Simply Bree just said, especially if we're um, not looking for them to say that there aren't any. I think that was a perfect point. And also, um, Lady Mocha said something 
um, about fathers and things starting actually in the households first. I didn't grow up with um, like a brother in my household, but I did have a stepfather. My, my father was a business owner. I felt protected and taken care of. I felt like we were under good male leadership, um, especially in that aspect, um, because we, I, I would say that they were both, um, both very alpha in the way that they led their households. And when you do have a, a, a cloak of protection there, and you you start to understand what leadership looks like and how it could be how it's supposed to be done, especially when you have men in the home. Um, yeah, I, I think that was a really really good point. Thank you. Um, yeah, I echo the sentiments of the ladies. Um, when we talk about like male leadership, my examples are going to be those closest to me. It's going to be number one, my fiance. Like he is a Absolutely. leader in all regards. Um, I, I also see a ton of examples of black male leadership within communities. The thing is, like some men are leading unintentionally. And when I say that, I mean, because people are watching. I see examples of black male leadership here, like uh, Mr. Research, Big Truck, like, you know, the different things that the men in, on this platform are doing um, to actually create business, to uh, create legacy, to ensure that they can sustain themselves and the generations that come after them. Um, I, I used to I used to run a page for many years um, that was dedicated to highlighting positive things about black men. Like when I think about black male leadership, I can even uh, talk about black male leadership on a global scale. Of course, we have a ton of politicians. Uh, I think Scarface ran for city council and like having that platform and having a name already will kind of elevate him or, you know, already will create buzz around who he is. But even if you're, even if you rapped about something or made music about something or highlighted something or promoted something that wasn't positive, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to realize that there are small eyes watching you and to do things differently and to ensure that you're, um, you know, a man of integrity going forward so that you can be a positive influence on those who are watching. Uh, Myron Roll, uh, you know, there are just a, a, a plethora of Black male leaders. Like, like Bree said, if you're not looking for them, of of course, you can you can allege that black men aren't leading, that black men aren't building, that black men aren't doing a damn thing when we know that they are. Um, we even have Q Butter that is, you know, kind of somewhat affiliated with the space that, you know, has his own school and is branching out. And I think he's also starting a school in another state. So there are examples of black male leadership. Like, don't allow, you know, negative people to tell you that there aren't. Don't allow the lack of a publicity within media to make you believe that there aren't male leadership. For most of us, many of us, you don't have to look far. Like, like has like people have already said on the panel, you may look to an uncle. You may look to a mentor. You may look to a football coach. You may look to the guy at the community center that always shoots hoops with you and asks you how your day was and you know talk to you about your homework. Like there are examples of black male leadership and like you know to believe that there's not like that. It's a farce that you know we don't have those examples. And I think it's important to highlight within the context of this conversation especially it being that the topic is are black women uh, carrying the black community and or leading the black community. So I just thought that that was an important question to put out there. Yes, Can I, I definitely have to address uh, Mr. Supreme clientele. And he said, and yet, Sister George, you still made the choices that you made. Um, see, the choice that I made was at 32 was to have a child with 
somebody that I loved that loved me and we created a child. Um, That situation didn't work out. So I didn't continue to make bad children, uh, bad decisions and um, steadily having children out of wedlock and and, um, continuing to do that. I ended up making better choices and better decisions. And then I ended up getting married. And then I actually had the support of my father and my stepfather at the time. Like I said, I was 32 with a good job. I was able to support my child. Um, So what do you mean by the choices that I mean, right. Like, and the thing is, you can't predict your future. You were 32 with someone you loved, you had a child and you know, you are responsible for that child as as is his father. And he has a loving stepfather in his life. Like you guys need to stop And Alpha Omega highlighting that, you know, we're not saying that a coach replaces a father, nor are we encouraging women. Oh, like literally we are, I, I specifically wanted to ask that question when I did, because I did not want to have a two hour long conversation about, you know, um, black women and how they're leading and how they're carrying the black community without highlighting the importance of black male leadership and examples that we see of it every day. <laughs> Yet y'all still find a way to turn that into a negative. Man, listen, this is a love's company. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. You know, God bless y'all because it's amazing. People are so focused on other people's decisions and what they did wrong. And, you know, all I could say, and that, that's a huge issue I do have with just black folks, please sweep around your own front door, sweep around your own front door. That's one reason we can never get no, nothing solved because we're so busy pointing the finger and blaming and saying, well, this is the cause of this. I mean, ooh, I'm going to be quiet. But yeah, that, that comment was like, wow. That I is am. hilarious because you can highlight the good things that black men are doing around you the cannot win. You can't. can't. <laughs> what? That's amazing. So like, I wanted to I wanted to add something too because it's very interesting. Like I said, y'all chat is the bomb.com. It's very interesting when you say uncles and brothers, it's like, oh, it, it, you know, the reaction is as if they can't be trusted. They're a black male or they're a male, period. So if you're saying that women cannot trust those type of figures, I think that there's a deeper issue with that. Why can we depend on a black man or an uncle or a brother when raising our children around them? Why do we have to question, you know, is there some type of pedophilia? Why do we have to think like that? That's white supremacy, because like literally we were made to believe that white men, I mean, that black men are evil or have some sort of hidden agenda or that, you know, of course we should vet anybody we bring, not even just men, women too, because women can be predators. Yes, you should be careful of who you bring around your children, but to simply highlight or act as if, you know, you need to be cautious of every black man, you're literally pushing a white supremacist agenda. Yeah, period. Um, I, I just wanted to interject. Um, I, I'm starting to notice this is becoming an ongoing issue in the black YouTube sector. Um, there's a lot of tunnel vision going on. And when I mean, or what I mean by tunnel vision is that a lot of us have programmed ourselves to see things one way and one way only. We don't feel like we have to look at several aspects. We don't feel like we have to take different factors into consideration. 
We don't feel like we have to uh, uh, look left, look right. And a lot of it has to do with we choose to support the narratives that validate our principles, validate our experiences, validate our egos, and validate our emotions. To make it more clearly, for instance, if I am a Black woman and I resent Black men, and this is just an example, if I'm a Black woman and I resent Black men based on things that I have personally encountered, rather if that was a baby daddy abandoning me, rather if that I was molested by a, a man my mother trusted and, and she didn't believe me when I told her, basically, a lot of our narratives about how we feel about each other and about how we perceive one another, a lot of it is based on our own personal experiences. And what we are doing is we're taking these personal experiences and we're generalizing it and we're promoting narratives from a, a broken place, from an angry place, from a place of resentment and when and, and once we have adopted a certain um, um um narrative rather if i don't like black women as a black man or i don't like black men as a black woman as, as as a black woman once i have programmed my mindset to find a disdain or a dislike for a specific individual i'm going to only focus on the statistics I'm only going to focus on the content that supports the narratives that mm -hmm. validate my personal experiences, that validate my personal principles, that validate my personal hate. And a lot of that is being spread. It's, it's a lot of bitter pill, not red pill, not pink pill, Facts. not yellow pill. It's a lot of bitter pill that is spreading through the black community between black men and black women and the truth is a lot of us are where we're, we have learned to nest we have learned to use our hate as a blanket we have learned to make ourselves comfortable in what we hate and why we hate it so once i have programmed myself to not like or hate someone i'm going or hate something i'm going to always look for a reason rather if that reason is statistics, rather if that reason is religion. Once I have programmed myself to hate you as a black woman or you as a black man, is it, it, it has everything to do with the fact that that is, why, that, that is what's going to cause me to focus on the negative because I'm seeking narratives that are going to help validate my personal hate my personal experiences and whether we want to admit that or not that is what's going on i i don't care about this that's statistics. exactly what's going on I it's confirmation bias they're looking the to confirm their negative beliefs about black the black community and black women in general and black exactly. women do it too that's what it is it's confirmation it, bias she's 100 percent right i agree with everything she said that's what it is we, we, we want to focus on the narratives and, I, and I'm going to get off the ride and let y'all join in. But that 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 is all that I've been seeing in the black sector sector these last couple of years. 
everybody is jumping on the bandwagon that supports their narratives. If, if I am a black man and I can't stand black women because um, a lot, I, I'm, I'm paying four or five different baby mama's child support, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon with the black men who also can't stand black women just like me because he can support my pain. He can support my strain. And I do the same thing for black women. As a black woman, I'm going to join, I'm going to join the bitter sisterhood committee that also hates black men like I do because she can identify with our pain. And it's called, it's a lot of trauma bonding within the black community. We want to support those who support our pain, who support our negativity, mm -hmm. who support whatever bitter bitter emotions that we're going through. And, and I will say this, and I'll jump off. Bitterness is not just a Black woman's disease. Because when mm -hmm. I hear the word bitter, it's always associated to Black women. Truth be told, there are some bitter Black men out here as well. And it doesn't make you weak as a man because you're bitter. You you have a right to be bitter like certain black women are bitter about something. Maybe there was a decision. Maybe you had a child from somebody you regret having that child from. Maybe you had a mother who didn't love you and nurture you as a black woman. And maybe that's why you resent all black women, whatever the case may be. Until we learn to get some self-healing instead of going to these toxic places, being cheerleaders in the chat room because whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, yes, it's finally a black man going in on a black woman because I never had the courage to go in on my black mama who resented me or to go in on, 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 the, on, on all the multiple baby mamas that I chose to conceive children from. Well, we want to campaign and, and be cheerleaders for those who hate what we hate, who despise what we despise, but it doesn't matter how many people hate or support your narratives until you get some self healing. I don't care how many toxic places you go to in this black YouTube sector. I don't care if you sit on the cheerleading. I don't care if you cash out. I don't care if you decide to become full-time members of these toxic spaces, like, like, like the congregation or all these other um, um, false prophets out here. Until you learn to clear whatever it is that's causing you to hate black women the way that you hate black women or to hate black men the way that you hate black men until you do some real soul searching and get that hate for whatever reason out of your system you're going to continue to keep declining as far as within your self-worth because you're not getting the help that you need to deal with your mental that's causing you to resent what you're resenting and i'm gonna leave it at that all right danny <laughs> i know you want to go ahead and ask word. your yeah <laughs> she, she she definitely listen she said it ablaze um but go ahead danny with your next question so we can uh i guess get some commentary from the ladies Woo, these men are drive me to drink honey um, I'm getting ready to, never mind. Um, ladies, my question to you, do you think that black women are their own entity outside of black men um, as how we're viewed in the world? Um, Lady Mocha, I'll start back with you. Okay, do you mind clarifying that question for me? Because like you, you, you highly intellectual so sometimes your questions <laughs> <laughs> I, I got is a little deep for me so can you kind of uh okay. re, re, you know explain it, it seems like black men look at themselves as being separate from 
the community. It seems like you have some black women that look at themselves separate um, from the community as to how we're viewed. Like um, black men, okay, well, especially if you have guys that saying that they're going their own way or they're SYSBM, um, you're okay, I'm black, but I'm not with them. Um, I'm black, but they don't, I don't, I don't the, pe- I, I'm not like them. So people don't see me as the same thing. Do you think that black women see themselves as a separate um, entity from black community as like, as far as politics, um, raising our kids, especially single mothers, do you think that um, we're a separate entity outside of black men? Uh, I think it. I think it depends uh, on 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 the mindset. It's on the mindset. Um, a, a lot of the emotions we have as black women, feeling uh, uh, like we're not part of the community, feeling that we're divided. Um, a lot of it, it. It may have. It may. It's different factors that play into it. For one, it could be your mindset. Um, as as a black woman, I have the right to decide. Um, if I if I want to feel like I'm a part of the black community or a part of black men. It all just depends on, on the mindset. Um, I've been married for 22 years. So um, I've, I've made the decision to, uh, and I can't speak for everybody, but I've made the decision to um, choose or select someone who I know um, is going to accept me for, 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 um, where I am struggling as a black woman and where he can strengthen me and where I can strengthen him vice versa. And I think if black men and black women stop allowing these narratives, that's what's causing the division. It's the narratives that are being promoted in the black, black community. And a lot of us get toxic and truth mixed up for one. Your truth doesn't define everybody else's truth. I hear it all the time. Well, we're just speaking the truth. You can't handle the truth. I I hear black men tell black women, we can't handle the truth. And I hear black women tell black men, we can't handle the truth. Your truth does not define my truth and vice versa. And, and, And everybody's truth don't speak for everyone. But to relate and go back to your question, um, I think division comes from the fact it's, it's the narratives that we have been programmed. Um, at the end of the day, you make the ultimate decision to put yourself in a place in which you won't have to feel so divided. Um, starting with finding a decent companion, uh, somebody who who values um, shape yours to a degree and vice versa. So I think if we as women just learn to put ourselves in a place, and it ain't so much just a man and a companion, put yourself in a place where you can be surrounded even as a single woman, um, surrounded by other positive black women or other positive black men. You just have to surround yourself and put yourself in a situation in which um, you won't feel so divided. A lot, And a lot of the division comes from your own ways of thinking. A lot of us, we divide ourselves based on how we perceive things. And it has nothing to do with the outside factors, but that's my personal opinion. Okay. Mm, good okay. stuff. Yes. Um, Bunny. Shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says, I don't think any black men hates black women. It's disappointment that black women tend to be the worst choice in multiple ways. Males are raised to believe women are special. Then we start dating. Dating. We learn that's false. 
Um, that's an interesting point, Andrew. I'm not gonna say that it you're is. wrong. That is, Andy. Um, a shout out to Black Wizard. He says, at group, what what is the black community to you all? How does one be a part of it or not? Other than skin color and conflict, how are we connected? Um, that's basically my question. Um, do we see ourselves as outside? And somebody made a really good point. Um, shout out to Sean Brown. He says, yes, when Ice Cube came up with the plan for Black America, some Black women did some black women on a show said they needed their own plan wow. as black women, which I thought was, um, that was one of the things that kind of made me think like, do we see ourselves as a different entity outside of black men? And you know, some, some women do see that or feel that we are a different mm -hmm. entity. And so I wanted to get you ladies opinion. Um, Toya, what are your thoughts on that? I think black women do see ourselves as separate entities, hence pushing the white supremacist agenda. That's really a cornerstone of this matriarchy we're speaking of. Um, I know that most black women won't admit nor even acknowledge that, uh, but that's because it has been so masterfully executed. From the separation of us during the slave trade to the introduction of welfare as a placebo to black fathers to the likes of Goldman Sachs funding black girl magic, you know, we black women have been given circumstances that erode the propensity to look towards our men that look like us in order to mimic the success of women who look nothing like us. So if that's not separation, I don't know what is. Oh, girl. Yes. Thank you, Ms. Tour. Mm, yes. Uh, Mahogany, what are your thoughts on that? Can y'all hear? Okay. You can hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to say this. We, it's true. Some of us, we want to separate from our, I'm just going to speak in general because this is how I talk to people. Because um, I see men doing it and women doing it. They can, we could think that we're separate all that we want to. Um, mm. You know what I'm saying? You can't run away from who you are you cannot run what i see a lot and people might not like this but i don't care i'm just going to tell the honest truth i see black folks a lot especially in this space trying to run away from blackness so they might say oh i'm gonna uh, go my own way or i'm gonna divest what are you divesting from you are always gonna be a black person and i would suggest that you learn to have some pride and love within yourself this has nothing to do with who you date. Guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody except you gives a damn about who you're sleeping with. When you get pulled over, and it's happened to me plenty of times being down here in the South, when you get pulled over because you're driving a nice car and they want to know why you're in this neighborhood, it's happened to so many people. No one's going to give a damn that your wife is, is white and your kids are mixed and, or your husband is white. Nobody cares. Like, yes, a lot of them are delusional and they I feel like they're running away from who they are because they don't have enough pride in themselves. Um, that's what I think. You are not separate. There's no way you could try and, and want and wish all you want to. You will never be separate from your people. And I, you could use this example Ooh. of what's going on right now in Ukraine. Um, I'm not saying, you know, people visit. I've been overseas several times years overseas and let me tell you something i was followed over here in america and i was followed over there too P 
people, you know what I'm saying? I was suspected to be a thief over here. I was, I've been suspected to be a thief over there too. So you think your circumstance is going to change because who you marry or who you're sleeping with or, you know, it's not, they need a reality check. They're going to get one. Um, and then also on the more political side, people wanting stuff, uh, women wanting maybe certain, um, rights for just themselves. Um, I'll tell you this, people, of course, have the right to fight for their interests, but your interests should be your people as a whole, because I don't know any people. We're the only ones trying to separate from one another. I don't see, and I've worked mm. with a lot of different mm. races of people. I have communed with a lot of different races of folks, and we're the only ones doing that nonsense. And I think that's why we're the only ones that can't seem to get up. I love it. Ooh, yes, sis. You said that. Mm, I'm clapping. <laughs> Um, Girl. um yeah. simply Bree, what are your thoughts on that? So I think maybe subconsciously we do not want to separate ourselves from the black community, but when we're constantly being grouped together as a whole, as all black women are angry, all black women do nothing but sit around and have children and depend on the system then we we try to find ways to separate ourselves from that. So I'm going to say we we want to separate ourselves from ignorant situ situations. Um, we have no issue living in reality, but when you are um, grouping us um, and causing, I guess, putting us under more, more unnecessary pre pressure itself, then you have to find ways to prove that, hey, I'm not like them. Like they say, um, birds of a feather flock together. No, that's not necessarily true. We all got a couple of messed up friends that we still continue to associate with because you meet them where they're at. Um, same thing as far as, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, you want to surround yourself around like-minded people. Um, so just standing out from the rest as a whole, uh, as a Black woman, I don't think that we intentionally do it or want it, it just happens. And it usually happens when there's something negative involved. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Simply Brie, y'all are coming. Honey. Listen, they come in with the fire. And I know we have some super chats, but some of them include questions. And I definitely wanted to chime in before we have the ladies elaborate on their statements. Because I think um, Black Wizard had one for Mahogany, but it's it. Or yeah, but it's had Mocha in it. Um. I just want to quickly say, I agree with all that's been said uh, pretty much. I, I think that as a group, our, by our actions, Black women do essentially um, are saying or are articulating with their actions, if not with their words, that, you know, they are separate. And we notice that by the fact that if we speak about the Black community and we're talking about um, Black women, which we are a part of that group, within the Black community, we are ostracized. Like, literally, it's like you don't go against the group unless the part of the group that you're going against is Black men. So I absolutely think that we operate as a separate entity and almost in an almost cult-like fashion, and it's pretty um, crazy. I absolutely agree, agree, agree with everything um, that Mahogany said. Um, first off, as it relates to Black Wizards' first question, how are we connected? 
through DNA, through our lineage, through trauma, through pain, through our experiences in this country, through our phenotype, through being redlined, which we're still seeing because there was a report that came out about Wells Fargo and how they are uh, huh. declining um, applications for refinancing from Black folks. Like yeah. We are relegated to certain areas regarding where we live. Um, as you notice that when one Black person does something, they're literally the exception. That first Black person, we're still seeing examples of that lone black person who achieved you know quote unquote greatness like mass society views us as one and you cannot run away from it you can try all you want to sit in masses big house and to try to separate yourself from the masses of people who look like you but at the end of the day you will be viewed as a black person society is going to remind you time and time again that they view you the same as they view other black people so there is no escaping it there is no running away from it we're connected in so many ways like it, it, it's gonna take multiple lifetimes to unconnect us like literally i've seen the whole time magazine regarding what uh the future will look like and it's like a bunch of um mixed people who are ambiguous and that's essentially i've seen people black people say that that's what our future looks like i i am telling you there are people who still believe in preserving their blackness. There are people who still love being black, love black men, love black women, and everything that they do, they're honoring their ancestors and ensuring that they are, um, you know, keeping, uh, ensuring that they're keeping it as black as possible. What I mean by that is buying black, you know, marrying black, uh, you know, partnering black, banking black, things of that nature. So I think that it's going to take, you know, quite a fight and, and multiple lifetimes before you'll be able to separate. But, you know, we won't see it in our lifetimes. There's nothing you could do to separate yourself from the masses of black people. And it's not just the fact that, um, you know, we're, we're tied by our trauma. We're connected by our trauma. There are so many other things. And it's so um, that 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 move beyond our trauma, like our biology is what connects us that's a really really interesting point um when you talk about separation because black people are seen as a monolith um versus black women are seen one way and black men are seen the other way i think when it comes down to the worldview um the worldview of black people isn't generally a good view of us and I, I i just thought your answer was really interesting because oh yeah i agree with that when you but when i you, when i said us being viewed as a monolith i said by black men because i know the world sees us as a monolith but yeah. black men within like inside of our group or inside of our communities black men are like y'all the monolith but we get to separate we, we right. get a special kind of exactly exactly and i think that's a really good point to bring up i'll read the super chats and you can ask your next question um shout out to jay the conqueror he says hashtag in self-hate hashtag in the weave we need our weaves uh, hashtag <laughs> abandoned pookie um thank you so much for that jay the conqueror shout out to black wizard and he was talking to mahogany with this question he says do you think conflict from white supremacy is enough for black people to be together are you saying we should be together because everyone else is against us that is a great question and black wizard i'm definitely gonna come back i'm gonna just get through these super chats first um shout out to books 
E-N-Y. He says, you ladies are spitting fire today. Uh, you see it. You see it. You see it over here, honey. Thank you. Um, shout out to Morpheus22. He says, black men are not running away from their blackness. That is, that's a black woman thing. A black mm -hmm. man can't run away even if we wanted to because white supremacy is always chasing us. But y'all trying. S-Y-S-B-M, <laughs> passport, bro. Y'all trying. Y'all can't, but you're trying. <laughs> Shout out to Jay the Conqueror. He says, so how many people on the panel has stopped consuming content from black celebrities that put out negative images of black people? That is also a good question. We'll definitely come back to that one as well. Shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says mahogany probably is a black woman. Problem is black women don't accept their validity depends on how men view them. They interracially date, do the rainbow life, sleep around to undermine black men and are not under the guidance, uh, not under their guidance and rules. Oh, that was a deep point, honey. Oh um, my gosh. Does that apply yeah, to the men's as well? Ooh. Mm. Shout out to Black Wizard again. He says, I think people need more than conflict to feel connected. All the external hate in the world won't bring people together. Today is evidence of that. I think connection requires positive experiences. That's a great point, Black Wizard. Thank you so much for that. And we will go back to Black Wizard's question directed to Mahogany. Hold on just a second. Honey, I be losing stuff. And then, okay. like, baby, I'm all the way back at the beginning of the stream. Listen. Uh, okay, there. I started to take a screenshot of it when you Listen. added up. Yeah, I started to write it down. Girl, I wish y'all had her because, okay. Yeah, because my memory ain't worth the damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'm saying for black folks, I'm saying for black folks to be smart. Every other it seems that every other nationality race of people have enough common sense to stick together. I mean, just in everyday situations when just you guys think about it, you might be at work, you do something wrong. The white sister do something wrong. They are gonna stick nine times out of 10. They are going to, even when they're wrong, they're going to stick together. Yes. Us, we'll go. We're, we don't care if you lose your job. We don't care about one another the way we should. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying for black folks to be smart. It has nothing to do with uh, about white people's hate. That <laughs> I mean, that's has always been the case. It's never going to go anywhere, um, whether you believe it or not. Um, not all of them, but some of them. Um, so yeah, we should just just be smart and see what's working for other people because obviously, us separating and fighting with each other is not working for us. So let's try. The thing is, oh, go ahead, concrete. I'm sorry. I, I think we, we should be sticking together as a group. We should be unifying. If, if, if we have nothing else in common, we're the enemy of every other group. We are literally the target of every other group because they right. know with our strength and our unity that we can do great things. Literally, us not unifying is what resulted in freaking ch chattel slavery. You, every other group has infighting within their groups too, but they don't stick together against outsiders. And we they should be doing do. the same thing. Jewish people, all Jewish people don't love all Jewish people they don't all get along all asians don't all get along but they will stick together for a common goal to fight an outsider and we should be having the same mindset that's why we can't get anywhere that's why we're stuck in a rut literally chasing our head uh, our tails on a hamster wheel because we refuse to stick together and we don't see the power in that right 
Exactly. Um, and it's, it's too much. It's too much common oh, sense. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, what I was gonna say was, I noticed that other groups of people, even when those people can be dead ass wrong, they'll at least get the benefit of the doubt from their own people. Mm -hmm. And it's like black people want to hold each other uh, with all this accountability. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with holding each other accountable, but even as it comes to defending our own race to other people um we are quick to point out our own bullshit but other people will make excuses for their own kind and i'm like they will give the, give each other the benefit of the doubt they'll make excuses for it they're always looking for an out with their own people but with us we don't do that and i think that was a great thing to point exactly. out because we don't and and that was a good point and I'm not saying we need white hate or white supremacy. Like I'm saying that if not, we don't have to, I don't have to like your religious, your religion. I don't have to subscribe to your religion. I don't have to like the color blue. I don't have to like, you know, your, whatever it is that, that, that you love, but we should be able to stick together. And, and, and when it comes down to, you know, important issues, we should be able to stick together and come together as one and come together on one accord and agree that, you know, we have each other's backs. It's it's not a matter of like we allow these little nuances these little you know trivial superficial things to to separate us and that's mm -hmm. why it's so easy for someone else to target our group can i just interject i just want to say if we could give ourselves the same cover and protection that other cultures give each other and then bring it back home when it's time to have the accountability conversation that in and of itself would be a game changer for us you know like concrete is saying there's nothing wrong with holding one another accountable and calling each other out but we don't need to do it publicly publicly we need to cover each other and bring each other home and say listen don't do that again exactly right and right. the thing yeah. is they want to argue to me like i don't care what your political political affiliation is i don't care what religion you subscribe to i'm not even religious i don't care if you're an atheist at the end of the day we should be able to come together on important pressing issues that impact our entire community we should we should be able to overlook that because what difference does that make in the grand scheme of things if something is going to affect us all we should be able to put that to the side honey um <laughs> but uh there was also another question yeah and I, oh, oh go ahead i found it do you want me to read it yeah go ahead it was i got it on the other channel it says mahogany uh problem is black women don't and this was by andrew wilkins black women don't accept their validity validity depends on how men view them they interracially date uh do the rainbow life sleep around to undermine black men and not be under their guidance and rules let me just say this and this is a part of what i was saying earlier with people sweeping around their own front porch yes there's there might be women that are like that Focus, why don't you focus, spend your time, because you're always going to have a gripe with people like that. Why don't you focus on the women that will follow guidance? You know, women that you can work with. If you are a black man, why do you, why do you even con concern yourself with a woman that's interracially dating if that's not what you want? Why don't you focus on the women that you're that is giving you something of what you want already? Then you don't have to worry about changing her. 
I, I would like to interject as, as well. Um, first of all, I definitely want to say the panel, y'all definitely on fire. I'm, I'm learning from all of you ladies as y'all speak and give your intake. But I'm this question here is a lot of what I notice in the black sector. It's a lot of generalization. It's never why do some black women, it's always black women. Why do a few black women, it's always black women. This, despite, even though we know this is the narrative that everybody's running with because they're getting super chats from the narrative, they're gaining popularity from the narrative of grouping all black women into one space, and it helps to suit and validate their points when you can group everyone. But the truth of the matter is, this doesn't apply. And the thing about it is, even if you try to defend yourself and say that, then that don't apply to me. Well, why you got to defend yourself if it don't apply to you? So it's like as a black woman, it, it, it's damn if I do, damn if I don't. If, if I if I prove my case that I'm not one who fits those narratives, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's, you still uh, attack me for it. You know, even if I could produce receipts, rather, whatever mm -hmm. receipts I could produce, whether if I could produce, I did things different or not, um, you're going to find some type of fault regardless of all of the positive characteristics that I can produce, all the positive receipts that I could produce, all the positive decisions that I did make, no matter how many receipts I produce, you're, you're going to try to look for something. And if, if you can't find something in my character, you're going to look for it through my physical, well, about, about my hair, about my nails, um, um, about you know my my complexion. I'm not light enough. I'm not. I'm, I'm too dark. Whatever the case may be, um, th th this is has always been my problem. Um, is that there's too much generalization, and despite to what the statistics say, um, there are all sisters out here that are trying to do things the right way. The all sisters, we 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 see enough failure around us to learn. There's just some things you don't need to do. There's just some choices you don't need to make. So we don't have to become a part of the statistic to learn. We are exposed to failure. We see it in our black in our black community. We see it on our jobs. We are surrounded by women who have not made the best of decisions. But to categorize and put everybody in that same box so that it suits the narrative that the narratives that you want to promote, um, it's just it's, it's unfair, you know. And I and I get it because some black women do it too. We put all black men in the same box, but mm -hmm. until we learn to stop categorizing everybody and just not highlight the negative, because I, I get it. Whenever it comes to black women. Nobody wants to talk about the positive. We want to talk about the black women who were scrapping in Waffle House, pulling each other's lace fronts off, mm. you know, over Don't talk about the lace fronts, girl. They, yeah, they, over. They, <laughs> that, that's what they want to do. Let's fronts. just be frank. That, 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 that's what they, they love to see stuff like that. Take it, run with it. And here it is. You got 20 different guys uploading content. See, this is what I'm talking about. Black women don't take accountability. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to count. Mm -hmm. they, they, they can't wait to see yeah. a, a, a black female do, do, do something to sabotage her character. Yeah. And they'll take that one black female. And here it is. It's, it's 20 guys live streaming at the same time. 
Why and the thing is, you don't see like, and I'm sure that like divestors or there's some group right. that does that, but I don't, I personally, and I guess because I don't, I'm not subscribed to those channels, don't see the examples of like one lone black man committing a crime and that being attributed to all black men. Uh, but, see, all black men, what I tell you, here they go again. This is an example of all black men, but they do because that fits a narrative. And literally because of that, that results in black women withholding their emotions or holding back i'm very passionate and as you guys can tell i'm loud i grew up my mom had 10 kids if you wanted to be heard you had to be loud so i am a very loud boisterous passionate person but i find myself like checking myself or withholding my passion because you know because of the tropes that are attributed to black women us being loud being aggressive being all these horrible things and you know kind of dimming my own light well i did have another follow-up question do you ladies think we do enough to separate ourselves what? from certain narratives pushed upon black women? Because I, I wanted to ask mine too. So um, since it's in line, uh, if we, we can have the ladies, at, uh, and I think we had two super chats too. We'll have the ladies answer that just quickly, uh, you know, just try to keep your response to two minutes because I know some of us are on limited time and then um, we'll yeah. move on to the next question. Um, so Lady Mocha, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Toya. Yes, ma'am, I'll keep it brief. I think at this point, I, I don't think we can separate ourselves. It's too many narratives that have already been pushed and programmed. I, I don't think there's nothing black women can do to redeem ourselves at this point um, because you have people that are stuck in their narratives. They are stuck in the statistics. Only thing I can do as a black woman is um, I find my success within myself. I don't try to go in spaces, especially spaces where that narrative has been push so much because even if I try to prove that I'm different, like you said, CC, trying to, to, to hold back my emotions because I don't want to come off too emotional. I don't want to come off as a drama queen because I'm very passionate about what I do and the success that I have accomplished. So um, the only thing I can say is as women, you th there's no need at this point to try to fight to prove that you're different. You're, you're not going to win anybody over who already um, has made his decision based off of the statistics, has made his decisions based off of seeing other ratchet black women. You cannot change the mindset. Um, you can be a black woman, talk with common sense. You can be married. You can have never had your children out of wedlock. You can be respectful. You can carry yourself with class and dignity. You're not going to change the mindset of certain individuals who have already stated that black women don't take accountability, you're, you're separated anyway. You're not going to change mm -hmm. the mindset of those who already feel that way. So find your own space, find your own journey, be comfortable in your own journey, in your own space. And that's the best thing you can do and is, is, is find those who will love you, who will celebrate you and stop going in spaces trying to prove that you're different because they're going to make a mockery out of anything you do, regardless of what. I agree with that. Thank you, Lady Mocha. Appreciate that. Really quickly, let me read the super chat from Jay the Conqueror. He says, how can we be unified without being a monolith? Jay the Conqueror, like y'all are confusing me. It's like people in the chat are upset that black people are looked upon as a monolith, but then you have some people insisting that we should be a monolith. I think when you push this narrative that we should be a monolith and we all have to believe the same thing and subscribe to the same religion and this, that, and the other, you're creating like the this, this impossible scenario that you know will never exist. And 
literally you are creating a situation where we can never be unified. It's almost like you're trying to sabotage the unity that black people can have by saying we have to all subscribe to one thing and you're not respecting our individuality. We don't like the fact that society sees us as a monolith. Yet here we are insisting that we have to be monolithic in order for us to unite. Come on, that's crazy thinking. Okay. Anyways, um, go ahead, Toya. Oh, really quick. I'm sorry. Uh, Andrew Wilkins says, not some. I've been all over this country. They're pretty much all the same. That's why I'm able to manipulate and have my way with any Black woman in the U.S. What does that say about you as a Black man, Andy? This is a good Black man, girl. Mm. Mm. So, so you say. You know how you just, you, you just honey it's andrew um, <laughs> now if i got up here i would i couldn't get up here and say it but if if somebody got up here and say that's how i manipulate y'all y'all would be screaming bloody murder and you know it oh yeah <sighs> them, them comments will be moving so fast listen <laughs> listen go on, go on tell them that toy so they can uh start super chatting back because you uh, they only super chat when they pissy honey mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh simply Bree, what do you think of that uh question and what's your response? Um Did I mean respond I, to it too. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, okay, we, skipped, okay. we skipped Toya and Mahogany Roots. Oh girl, or was no, you I just was, I was, from I was just switching end. it up. Switching oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Danny. Look at you. Let me run my let me run my bad. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <That's helpful. laughs> Go ahead, Bree. Um, so I think most importantly, you just you have to be yourself. You have to be comfortable with who you are, regardless of what kind of bubble society or black whoever tries to put you in and be able to really identify with whether the person that you're dealing with, uh, interacting with, engaging with, whatever, is either damaged beyond repair or they're just not interested in seeing from someone else's perspective because you have people out there like that. So, you know, some people just love to hear themselves talk and you can say the sky is blue. They're going to say, well, actually it's not blue, it's green. And you just got to let them have that. Um, and just, like I said, stay true to who you are, um, stand on what you say, and that's it. Okay, thank you so I much like for it. that, Bree. Um, Mahogany, what are your thoughts? I agree. You got to be true to yourself. You got to be yourself. The only, if I could give advice to Black women, it's to be yourself, but always be the best you that you can be. Meaning, um, I kind of agree with what Concrete says. Like, I'm a very kind of, a, I'm not an aggressive person, but I can be. I can come off that way. And so I do. I do pay attention to, I try to always smile. I try to always just present the best face I can for it. But that's, you know, I am a nice person. But even at that, you're going to have people that say, oh, I bet she has an attitude. They just, they just, they're going to do it. They're going to assume because you're, you know, there've been plenty of times that I've been the only black female in so many different cases. So, and they're going to make those assumptions, let them do what they're going to do. But you just always put your best foot forward. That way, if they say something that's not true, everybody knows that they made it up. It's not a true reflection of you and you know it. Thank you so much for that, mm -hmm. Mahogany. I agree as well. Um, Toya, what are your thoughts? Okay, so like Concrete said earlier, we we all look alike. 
phenotype, biology, cultural markers. I look at every woman on this panel and I see myself. And I think that's where we have to start. I want to go back to what Morpheus 22 said. And uh, I agree, Black women run away from Blackness to drive that separation, but it won't work. The fact remains that this is what we look like. Even if it isn't who you are, this is what we look like. So, you know, to answer to Ron T's comment about what will I say to other Black women who are unlike me, I'd say to other Black women is see yourself and help her, be honest with her, be candid with her, be vulnerable. We need to do that more. I've had plenty of experiences within this space that were adversarial and I did not allow that to deter me from still considering myself part of the we that is black women. Sure, we have differences of opinion. Sure, we're gonna have a different perspective and go about life in different ways. But back to the point that I made about us having cover over one another and then calling each other when we get back behind closed doors, those kitchen table talks that we need to have with one another. That's the way that I will combat it from my own corner of the world. But I see myself in each one of you women here on this panel, and I'm glad to be able to do that. Once we can get down to the mm -hmm. common denominator that that is, we can build. I love that, Toya. That's so true. And that's why I struggled to, um, the, you know, point out and or accept a lot of the narratives that are pushed in this space regarding black women but i had to stop and say okay i, I may see myself in, in in you know black women but you know like if and even if that were the case if i see myself in black women me as a, a person who is constantly trying to elevate i would want someone to highlight and call out my areas of opportunity someone to say oh you need to stop doing that because this is impacting not just you but your future generations and the people around you so um, i looked at it that way and i also had to look at it that oh, i may see myself or there may be some commonalities that we have but she is not me and because i wouldn't um you know do something that was harmful to my children doesn't mean we don't have some women within our communities doing that, whether it's intentional or not. Like I had to stop being so defensive about everything that's said about black women uh, because I see myself in them. Um, but Jay the Conqueror says, uh, I hope you're having a great day, Abuela. Um, and he's talking to Danny. But um, really you, quick, I want to uh, ask my... Jay. Well, My mahogany is, is getting wanna... ready to step away okay. um, or step out, but I do want to thank her so much for coming through. I, Absolutely. Honey, we have got the set of the part two. I already feel the part two coming. Oh, this was, oh. Gosh, this was dope. Really thank good. you. Yes. I really do. I, I appreciate you so much. Um, yeah, because I, you know, I kind of sit there in my own little space and I don't reach out much. So this was this was very very nice. Anytime, anytime. Absolutely, there will be a part two because thoroughly I'm enjoying this discussion. So yes. um, thank you for joining us, Mahogany. No we problem. really appreciate you. I mean, and if um, do you know how much? Because I mean, I actually could kick it until you guys leave. Are you guys gonna be up much longer? Oh, I thought we you don't have that much now. Long. 
<laughs> oh no, we don't have that much longer. I, I think just a few more questions. Oh yeah, I'll kick it. I'll kick it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, oh, having, I'm having good. a great time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this this is so refreshing. Like I said, oh, I don't gosh. do many women's panels because you know they 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 love the female fuckery fuck fest. You know, mm -hmm. so it's good to be in a space in which women can actually you know come together and share you know um different perspectives so this is definitely cool for me yes. absolutely i agree um i just wanted to my next question is like have black so you know we know that there's a strong black woman trope and a lot of people in this space like to push that black women love to claim that strong black woman trope but i don't know if they really realize that that originated in slavery that they're the belief that black women were stronger were they essentially equated black women to men because of our size our, our physical strength they literally pushed the narrative that we're strong and that we don't we can we have a higher threshold for pain and use us for experiments and things of that nature. But nonetheless, I say all that to say, being that there's been a long running strong black woman trope. And I, I will admit that black women like taking taking the lead. Oftentimes we'll push somebody aside, be like, I got it. And, and I've seen that my entire life. But because of that, do you think that black men have literally stepped aside to allow black women to lead, to allow for the black community to become a matriarchy? Um, and then if you could just clarify your answer. So we'll start with uh, Lady Mocha. Um, you know, have black men essentially stepped aside to allow black women to lead the black community and allow for the black community to become a matriarchy? And if you could add some clarity to your question or your answer. Um, I, I, I think, uh, my intake on this is that I think there's different factors that have played into it. Um, strength, I believe for black women has become a defense mechanism, um, for many reasons. It's either we put ourselves in a position in which we don't have a choice, but to be strong, meaning that we did not utilize our wisdom. We did not utilize our knowledge when it came to selecting um, a good mate, when it came to um, uh, making decisions as far as for our future, um, getting educated or starting businesses or whatever the case is. Uh, and in some instances, uh, we either that or either um, society has frowned upon us in a sense in which um, we have to prove our strength. We have to prove our strength, meaning that um, we have to prove, even with the bad decisions that we have made, that we can handle those decisions. And we have to prove that um, we're going to take accountability for those decisions. So um, I really think when it boils down to, you know, uh, being strength or having strength as black women, um, it's a defense mechanism. We, we have to prove we got this. Um, especially if it's at our, if it has, if it's, if we're at fault for it, um, we have to prove even more so that I can handle this. I got this under control, whether, um, society has me or not, whether, um, uh, black men support me or not. Um, so to answer your question, I just think it's, it's just a defense mechanism in a sense, but, um, at the same time, that's, if that's what we have to use in order to survive, then there's nothing wrong with that as well. Thank you so much for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, Simply Bree, what are your thoughts? I don't think Black men uh, have stepped to the side to allow women to lead. 
Um, I think that in certain situations, they may feel a woman could be a little bit more capable of handling things um, versus the way that they handle it. And maybe, you know, they get tired of hearing how we want to lead, we want this, we want these rights. So they will, um, you know, put us in that position so that we can have what it is that we want. And in their eyes, stop complaining. Um, but I think that what happens is we get so comfortable with being in that spotlight that we tend to begin to look down on them. Uh, for example, if you think about it, we will go to the extreme to get this higher education. We can have six, seven masters under our belts. And when you have that higher education, now your expectations may change in the type of man that you're looking for. Uh, to the point where you're, you're having superficial expectations. The man doesn't exist. You're by yourself and you're probably going to be miserable. Um, but it's a, it's the level of being comfortable in taking the lead, but also being there and allowing your partner, your man to regain that lead or, or give it back to him. Know what it is that you can handle and don't try to handle everything. Allow a man to be a man. Um, so I think that men probably are just fed up and they're like, okay, you, you want to run the household? Here you go. And they walk out or we, as they say, push them out. Um, so I don't, I don't think that their intentions are negative or ill will. Um, I think it's just only so much that you can take before you're just like, okay, well, let me see what the hell you can do. That thank you so much for that, simply Bree. Yeah, um, very interesting. Yes, mahogany. What are your thoughts? I'm glad that um, I think Concrete Rose was the one who brought up the fact because every time I hear that strong black woman, I hate that because, like I said, you know, women want to be acknowledged for a lot of things, and it's okay to acknowledge that you're a strong person. But it's the if you look at the history of that and where that came from, I don't think black women would be uh, holding that as some kind of trophy because it's really not. Uh, it goes back, like she said, to slavery and us being able to basically give birth without anesthesia and have all kind of experiments placed on us and still be expected to go out into the field. So that's why they called us strong. It wasn't really in a, in a, in the way that I think a lot of the women today think it is. Um, and I want to say this, I learned this uh, with just age and wisdom. The last thing a man wants to hear, ladies, is that he's not needed. That is one of the worst things that you can say to a man is he's not needed. Once you start saying, I don't need you, I don't need you, guess what? You're not going to get his help. Um, and it's not being allowing yourself to stay in. We all bring something, right? I bring something to the relationship that I'm in, and he brings something. But once you start diminishing his, his role and saying, well, I don't need you, I don't need you, well, guess what? You're not going to get much help from him at this point. Why should he help you, right? You're, you're strong, you're independent. Why should I help you? So we got to be careful with how we uh, say things to our men, and then we expect them to want to take control. Um, I will say this, though, in the same breath, a real leader, and I guess I'm looking at this from my military background, but a real leader, you can't stop a real leader from leading. There's nothing you can do. They're going to tell you to sit down, be quiet, and let me do what I got to do. Um, so mm -hmm. I guess you're when you when you think about the situation that you're 
considering the personality types. Um, because a real leader, you can't stop a real person that wants to that wants something to happen. You really can't stop them. And the only way you can stop them is by if you're constantly saying, I don't need you, I don't need you, eventually they'll probably leave and go find someplace where they can lead. And you don't mm. want that either. Mm-hmm. Say that, Mahogany. Say that. All right. Toya, what are your what's your response to the question? So what it made me think about is what happens when your hands are full and someone comes to hand you something else. You're juggling already. You either drop something or you don't take what's being handed. Well, black women told them to pile it on top and we convinced ourselves that that was strength. So no, mm. black men have been pushed aside. They've been made to step aside for lack of common ground. Has nothing to do with um, uh, you know, them willingly going. They were edged out. There was no room for them to stand anymore. That foundation was literally taken from underneath them. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Ooh, I, I absolutely love this is like one of my favorite panels. Like, seriously, I'm going to say, though, my opinion is this. I think that black men felt that they were in partnership with black women, black men and black women understanding that there was a system created against and formed against them um, that would enable black women to be promoted, to to be employed. And literally, it's kind of a war tactic, you know, if you, that you can emasculate the men by by, you know, um, not allowing them to have fair wages, not allowing them to be able to provide for their families, not allowing them to be employed or present, you know, uh, creating obstacles to them finding employment. So I believe that black men felt that they were in partnership with black women and they trusted black women. Black women said, okay, well, we gonna go out here and get it, or we gonna go and do what needs to be done for the family. And then once they did that, um, a lot of black women started to, you know, take on the, the masculine role, leadership role, head of the household. Now, you know, this is mine because I'm putting in more than 50% and you can't tell me. And in many instances, they were quote unquote double crossed. So I do believe that there was a trust factor that at one point in time, black men and black women were working together for the greater good of the home until that narrative no longer suited some black women. And I think that as a result, we also saw black some black men being conditioned to believe that, that women lead. They're raised by quote unquote, strong women. They're raised by women who are, you know, they're 18 years old or 21 years old and mama's still making their calling, getting their doctor's appointments. Mama's still doing, you know, things to make sure that things that a man would traditionally do in the home or, you know, mama making it happen. And as a result, they grew up seeing that. And so it's normal mm -hmm. for them when they see women automatically step into that, that role. They don't, um, they don't question it. They think, okay, well, that's normal. I grew up seeing my mom do that. So I think it's twofold. I think that in some instances, black men were double crossed. And in other instances, black some black men were conditioned to believe that women lead. And as a result, they don't um, press the issue when a woman steps up to lead. You brought about some really, really good points, Concrete, and it was definitely something that I wanted to talk about with us being in opposition or us now being in competition with our men. And I think that's also been something that's been pushed by media for a long time of the trope of the strong black woman and 
even if you look at the programs and you look at commercials nowadays, you will rarely see a full black family together in these commercials. Mm. Um, you're seeing the black woman working and she working hard. Or um, Then even with how they have black families set up. So it's really, really interesting to even watch the programming, but um, with the strong black woman thing, I will all, I always cringe every time I hear it, or you're a strong black woman um, because you're taking care of business or you're doing the things that you're supposed to do as a woman. People will kind of throw that off on you, but strong does not take away femininity. And I think that was something important to mm. highlight as well. Mm, good point, Danny. Um, uh, my next question, and this is going to be my last question because, you know, we did want to keep it at about two hours. I'll have one quick one, depending upon how quickly we get through this one. If not, I'll leave it. Okay. Um, what do you ladies think can be done to repair the black community or is it irreparable? Oh, I said it right. Um, (laughs) Toya, we'll start with you. I want to start by giving a shout out to one of my freshman college um, professors who told me that irreparable wasn't a word and me being the grammar snob that I am and her being yes and her being a fresh out of law school professor who thought she knew better learned that day so thank you for saying irreparable um I don't think it's irreparable I think that there is plenty for us to salvage there's plenty of there's plenty that we still have that translates into value. So no, I I think that again, us seeing ourselves in each other is where we have to start. Yes, there will be separation because there are things that as a woman I have learned to no longer do. So that separates me from the women who still do some of those things. But I've talked about this before, I'll say it again, when you are given a tool belt and some of those tools stop working for you you have to be willing to part with those tools in in um, preparation to add to your set maybe you pass those tools down to someone else who can use them now but you've gained new tools so if we can use that as a starting point then yes there is something to repair and we do have the tools to do it well, thank you, mm. Toya. I like it. Tools, honey. Uh, Mahogany, what are your thoughts? I love that. Um, just the change. Um, be the change. Stop waiting. I feel like as Black folks, we wait a lot for somebody else to be our savior, so for somebody else to come in and help us. You be the change. You see some things that you don't like going on with the community, or you feel like there is no community. You start... It takes, all it takes really is just one person and then you find somebody else that thinks like you and the next thing you know, you've got a little group going on and you'd be surprised when you reach out to folks, whether it's on Facebook or however you decide to go out, you'd be surprised how many like-minded people you could find and you work with those people. You don't focus on the people that you cannot help. You focus on the people that you can and you guys come up with things to help each other. For, for instance, I'll just give you an example. Um, a friend of mine, uh, she had to homeschool her child. This is a simple example. No, she doesn't, you know, she didn't start a school, but she started homeschooling other children in the neighborhood. And I found out about it because she was a state. The women in that community helped one another. And so 
we can do this on a on a larger, grander scale if we put our minds to it. So stop, uh, stop complaining about it. Be the answer that you're looking for. Thank you so much. Patrick. I love that. Yes. Um, simply Bree, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to agree with both ladies. Um, before you sit here and point the finger and say all black men, all black women or black men, black women, look at what you're doing to contribute towards either the issue or the actual fix. If you're not fixing something, then understand why and 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 try to go about it a different way. Have these conversations with people. Um, you know, if you have friends, if you got if you have male friends and you know that they're a dog, why, why don't you have that conversation with them to help them to understand how their doggish ways are contributing towards the problem? Um, instead of just saying it is what it is, it's not me, so I'm not a part of that plan. Um, don't be afraid of change. Like a lot of the times we're so comfortable in the way that we were brought up or our own mindset where we feel that we're right. But guess what? We don't have all the answers. There's someone out there that knows more than you or they, they are able to look at it from a different perspective. So be open to exchanging these dialects and, and being more mindful of what other people are going through and how you can help. Um, you know, be the change, as they said, and um, hold yourself accountable. Stop worrying about if women are holding themselves accountable or if men are holding themselves. Hold yourself accountable. As long as you are doing you, you're holding yourself accountable. That's all that matters. That's the beginning of the repair. Um, like I said, stop pointing the fingers because you're just as much of the problem if you're not the solution, period. Period. Lady Mocha, what are your thoughts on that question? Um, like the ladies had already pretty much mentioned um, on the panel, change starts within. And starting from within meaning starting, the first thing is starting your mindset. Your, your mindset is everything. And part of the mindset is the environment in which you hang around that shapes your mindset. Starting with these toxic spaces, again that keep pushing narratives it is the narratives that you are listening to that is programming your mindset just because that is where the majority is going that don't mean that that narrative is the correct narrative that's because you're seeing the numbers that support it um you have to start from yourself start from your mindset changing how you perceive things changing who you're around changing what's going into your ear gate if you listen to a lot of negative negativity that's what stunts your growth that's what stunts you from blessing yourself with building with other people building with the community if you're constantly surrounded by people that's telling you don't support black men don't support black women don't support black women who believe in this don't support black men who believe in that sometimes you block your own blessings when you when you allow other people um to pretty much dictate um who you should involve yourself with because the, uh, the the other issue with the black community is we only want to listen to people that support our narratives sometimes you have to listen to people who don't support your narratives that's how you learn that's how you grow don't only want to stay in places that with people who think like you 
with people who perceive things like you, with people who reason like you. Don't be afraid to step outside that box. Um, Step outside your comfort zone. Don't only surround yourselves with people who think like you think or believe in what you believe in. Um, You have to be willing to take that risk and trust and believe when you take that risk, you, you may be considered as being phony. You wasn't being real because now you have changed, not looking at their narratives. You're willing to go to other places to learn different narratives. So don't be afraid to, to channel into different things, even if it means you may be looked at as not being true to you. And it's not about being true to you. It's about learning different things and changing different paths so again don't be afraid to step outside the box and learn from other people who don't think like you that is all right yeah yes. absolutely um andy says i knew Wait, a former he has bo- one right before this one Conco. oh did he i missed one okay yeah, here we go Oh, I'll read it. Oh, was I'm sorry. What wasn't the cause of welfare? Wasn't cause of welfare? It's the undermining and competing with men. The mindset of black women should be able to, that black women should be able to be 304s if men can get around when black women expect to be respected by society and chosen by a man. That's actually pretty interesting, Andy. I ain't knocking that. Um, and then where did the other one go? Let me see. I lost. Oh, okay. I knew he says, sorry. I knew a former boxer who lost his job and his woman started cursing him out and being disrespectful to him shortly after her own brother had to set her straight. This is why black men give up on black women. Hmm. All right, Andy, we hear you. And then Mahogany Roots, thank you for the super sticker. We appreciate you. I have one final question, and it's one that will result in a quick response. I just want to know, what is one thing that we as Black women can do to improve the state of our community? I think that we all can agree that there are are areas of improvement within our own communities, like (laughs) some more than others. Um, So what is one thing that Black women can do to, to improve the state of the black community. Um, and we'll start with Lady Mocha. Um, I may get stabbed in the neck for this one, but um, <laughs> I think uh, one of the factors, and, and I can't name several of them because I'm on a short time frame, but one of the factors is we have to allow um, fathers, the, the children of our fathers, we have to allow them to be active parents. Um, and because the reason I say this, because as a former correctional officer, I haven't been one uh, for two months because I no longer work there. But I've seen so much of the troubled youth, um, especially a lot of young black males entering inside the correctional facility. Um, a lot of these young black men and young black women as well. A lot of them are coming first time ever committing crimes. Um, they're uh, committing heavy of heavy um, criminal offenses like murder. Um, uh, you have a lot of young black males, you know, entering the facility for child molestation charges. Um, it's a lot of criminal activity going on within the black community. And as I read a lot of these profiles, unfortunately, the majority, and, and I hate to say this, um, but the majority of these individuals came from single parent households. Now, I'm not saying that um, single mothers should be looked upon or, or frowned upon because of that, but there's, 
this is a, one of the biggest issues that's hot in the black community is um, as women, we have to allow, we have to remove our bitterness out of the equation. And I'm not saying all single mothers are not in allowing the men to be involved because they are bitter. Some men don't want to be responsible, you know, and accountability is something the black community is allergic to as a whole. It's not just a black woman problem, black man problem. Accountability is a, is an irresponsible person's problem. Okay. It got nothing to do with a woman or a man. It's just a person who's not um, seeing any fault and not trying to take accountability and not doing anything to take those proper steps in order to change it. So I would say that's one of the foundations. Like I said, it's a thousand things I can go on and I know we don't have time to do that, but we have to, as a family, start coming together because when we are dead and gone, we are leaving these children behind. Um, and it's very apparent. Uh, it's very important that we as parents, we put our bitterness, put our toxicness, put our narratives, whatever side, and we co-parent for the sake of these children because I'm seeing a lot of lack of co-parenting. Either the mother's not allowing the fathers to be there because they're bitter or the fathers don't want to be responsible. They don't want the headaches, so they leave it on the mothers. So again, we have to start with that. Everything starts from home, and let's start by being on the same accord when it comes to how these children are being raised. Oh, thank you, Lady Mocha. And yeah, I just want to read a comment from Mr. Curlin. He says, this was dope AF. He says, appreciate y'all for coming on and speaking some wisdom. Contrary to popular belief, it shows that all don't just repeat all the silly shit they see. Looking mm. forward to part two. Um, babe, Absolutely. I am definitely, definitely looking forward to already. Part we yes. haven't even ended part one and we already looking right. forward to part two. Yes. I agree. Um, all right, Toya, what is your answer to the question? So I'm going to use mahogany as an example, and I hope she doesn't mind. And I promise this will be the last time I bring this up. <laughs> but no, when me and mahogany, mind. when me and mahogany first met, it was a little tense. And I think it was because she misunderstood where I was coming from. So she kind of came at my neck a little bit. You would never be able to tell that now by the way that she and I interact on panels um, and in the chat. I have so much love for Mahogany. I'm saying this to say, if we let down our guards, that could be so much as far as it goes to grow us and to heal us. I was willing to let down my guard in that moment, whereas maybe another woman would have become adversarial. And I think that that's what led to the foundation being built that she and I could become friends. And so if more women were able to let down our guards, be just candid with one another, I think you would find that thing I was talking about, about us seeing each other in each other, that would lead to some sort of growth and it would make room for having conversations that need to be had. So many of us are walking around here with our guards up and we don't need to have them up. If we can't be soft with one another, who can we be soft with? I like it. Thank you, Toya. Definitely appreciate you. All right, Mahogany Roots, what about you? Oh my gosh, Toya, you got me in here tearing up. Um, there's a reason I'm tearing up. When I first met her, I was on the defensive. And um, for many reasons, I think she gets it now. The space can be kind of brutal on women. And I just assume that, you know, I made a lot of assumptions. 
but she shocked me. Um, she killed me with kindness. Uh, she, I invited her on my platform so I could get to know her better and she trusted me. And that's something, believe it or not, that can be very hard in, in, in this space. And she was one of the first females to come over there and trust me and trust that I was going to treat her right. So it just means a lot to me. And she's right. We've, we've come so far. Um, she impressed me with that. Um, so I just want to say thank you, girl. You got me in here kind of Terry. I'm a, I'm a huge y'all. <laughs> I come off with sometimes, but I'm a soft. I am a softie. <laughs> um, I, to answer the question, though, um, hmm. I was going to hit this from a different point, but I, I liked what Lady Mocha was saying as far as teaching the children. I, I do believe you can. So there's two ways to attack a problem. You have what we call preventative action, and then you have what we call after aftercare. And the most effective is always, almost 100% of the time, preventative action. So, yeah, women, before it can happen, I would say teach your children. If you're a young woman and you just teach your children before they step out into the world, um, morals and character and integrity, such a long way in their life. Um, and then as far as let's say that you're older women like such as myself and you want to give back, find something that you uh, that you're interested in. I mentioned the young lady that was homeschooling. That was her interest. Me personally, I'm a very kind of athletic person. So I, I'm in the sports program with the children. Um, I do more of the sports side. Um, so find some, any kind of gift that you can give them. We all have a talent. We all have something that we're good at. It could be writing. It could be tutoring. It can be um, just be a big sister or, you know, to someone. You are needed. These kids need you. So um, that's the only advice I could give. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely appreciate that mahogany roots. And then Simply Bree, if you can answer the question and then I'll read Andy's super chat. I'm um, sure. So I'm going to say if we could do something different, I'm going to say making better decisions uh, and trying to keep your emotions out of it, your feelings out of it. Um, I feel like a lot of the times we put ourselves in competition with one another um, out of, you know, it could be jealousy, it can be envy, whatever it is. And we can be missing out on a lot of great opportunities uh, with empowerment and you know just 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 building our networks all together um so if we if we remove the emotions and like the key thing tonight has been or today has been having children you know the people that we have children with um if you're more mindful uh, and you pay attention to that person really get to know that person um you can see if there's a pattern you know, does this man or woman have other children? And if they do, are they involved? Figure that out before you actually lay down and have sex with them so that you also don't end up in the same predicament as all of the other individuals. Um, so removing the emotions and thinking more so on a rational level, I think is something that can really make a, a big impact within the community. Um, because you can honestly be missing out on blessings on top of blessings if you're stuck in your ways and your, your pride is just, it's, it's too strong for you. 
Thank you, Simply Bree. Absolutely appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you all. You ladies loved your answers. Um, really quick, I'll read Andy's super chat. And Danny, if you want to add anything before we get final comments, Andrew says, I have the answer. Black women should stop being monolithic, similar to how white men are. What? The narcissism, undeserved self-entitlement, expecting to be praised without doing positive deeds is the main problem. Oof, Andy. Um, all right, Danny, you got anything else before we let the ladies uh, give uh, final comments? Yes. Um, two things. I am happy as hell that Ma Mahogany and Toya have been able to come together because I see so much greatness in both of you ladies. Yes. So that in itself is dope as hell. And I, and I love that. Um, Toya, you do bring about really, really good points. And as in seeing yourself in, um, seeing yourselves in each other. And a lot of the times, you know, we, we do try to separate ourselves to a point that we don't see the next woman. And I, I think that's, um, a really, really good point that you made, um, concrete to your question. I think healing, 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 healing ourselves is probably going to be the best thing for our community as a whole. But a lot of us have had so much trauma, so much unresolved trauma that we're still walking around with that hasn't really gone checked and it's been unhealed for a long time. And then we've been passing that shit on to our kids and to our grandkids and it's been generational things and going to therapy, doing the, the work and you know, that work is a whole, whole, I, I, I won't be, I won't, I won't lie to y'all. It's, it's a whole, whole, but it's definitely been worth it. And it helps you see yourself. It helps you see yourself from a, from another, from your higher self. And then it, it starts to help you deal with p other people in a different way. So I think that's um, probably the biggest thing to me, even if it doesn't um, result in you ending, ending up in love or a better relationship, it'll still foster better relationships with you and those surrounding you, or you'll know what the hell to get away from and what's not good for you. But healing to me would be um, like the major thing. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. I love that, what you just said. That's that's so important. Thank Black you. Wizard needs to stop playing. Um, he says, be, be uh, he said, he said, uh, this is, I guess, his final day on the, you know, being in our chat or, um, you know, listening to our content. Black Wizard, stop playing. We enjoy your content. Um, I know you've been asking us to take a wrench, saying all these things. I've seen your buildup in the chat. I'm not sure. I think you were talking with Sunflower Kisses and he was saying he can't take much more of this um, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Black Wizard, if you don't stay put, look, no, um, we won't be. So, um, girl, let me call Black. Talking about he'll ask us for an interview. Don't make me control your channel. Stop, stop playing. <laughs> he said he and taking you know, his ball master class home. troll, baby. Let me let me call Mrs. Witch because um, mm. you you play too much. Uh, sit down somewhere. Um, was there another super chat that we missed real yes, quick before? Girl, a shout oh. out to he said what? Network. Yes, <laughs> he says thank you for using this platform for the betterment of our very own existence. Aww. Thank you so so much for that. Absolutely. Um, ladies, I just I, want to say really quick regarding the question because you know 
I think all of I agree with everything that was said. Danny, what you said is so, so, so important. Healing our own traumas. And I think just to go a little bit further beyond that, touching those who we directly impact. So from our children to our nieces to like, you know, young people in our lives. Like when I think about the people who have been most impactful for me and shaping who I am today, it's some people who like I have an aunt who kind of instilled certain things in me. Like she used to always take me to the library. To this day, I love to read. Like some of the things that I love most about myself came from someone uh, other than my mom. I not there are things that I got from my mom that I love about myself too, but you know, just trying to impact the next generation. I think it's going to take our lifetime and beyond to untangle the mess that that has been created as it relates to black men and black women. But I'm hopeful for our next generation. And I think starting to have conversations with them early on and pressing some of like what we talk about in this space upon them right now at a level that they can understand and appreciate, I think will be very beneficial. Like we have to try to impact the next generation because baby for us, uh, it ain't over, but God dang, it's close to it. Um, so that's all I wanted to add. And I know we have people pressed for time. So we'll go ahead and get final comments. Yes. Ahead, um, first, I do want to thank you ladies so, so much for gracing us with your presence. We, we're, we're, we're really, really, really thankful. I can't say it. Yes. Enough. Um, I hope to work with each of you in the future at some point. Um, absolutely if you guys have not subscribed to these ladies their links are in the description so please 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 go and subscribe you will not be disappointed by any of them um they definitely have um some really really good content on their channels all of them so go and subscribe um simply Bree, i i'm gonna let you start us off you you've been the newest to the table <laughs> over here honey but um definitely definitely loved your commentary all the um all the more but uh what are your final thoughts Ooh, um i am grateful i'm definitely grateful to be on this platform um, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you, including your viewers. Your viewers are definitely some thick-skinned individuals, um, but everyone has their own perspective. Um, my final word would just be stay true to yourself. Like if, if there's something that does not fit who you are, if it doesn't fit your personality, be okay saying I'm set. I'm all set. I'm good. Say no. Be okay saying no. Um, because I think that's the strongest thing that you will ever have the opportunity to do in life. Um, and, and just live by live by what it is that you say. You know, your word is your bond. So make sure that the words that are coming out of your mouth are as strong as ever. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. Thank you. We definitely appreciated you. Such a sweetie. I'm looking forward to checking out your content. And thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence and joining in. I absolutely loved your commentary. And yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Bree. Oops, girl, went on mute. Shout out to Platinum Elite. He says, I missed it. Um, Platt, the playback is worth it, but all our playback is worth it. But this one today is definitely worth it. Oh, yeah. Go, go catch the playback on this. This was a really, really good, great conversation. Really great conversation. Um, Mahogany, what are your final thoughts? Um, my thoughts are that I'm just 
appreciate it. I'm so grateful to have been on this panel with all you ladies. I respect each and every one of you. I will go back through. I think I'm subscribed to everybody except Brie. So I will definitely take some time and go check out her videos. Go see what you guys have been up to. Mokra, I subscribed to you a while ago, but I just, I haven't been to your channel in a while. So I'm definitely going to go back and see what you've been up to lately. You guys have my word on that. I look forward to, to part two. Um, your chat is a mess, but I like that because it gives you some interaction, you know, so that's a good thing. I had a great time over here. I really don't have any extra advice. The only thing I could say for people is just to keep their minds open and don't be so, um, oh, my mother, <laughs> my mother calls, <laughs> but you know, just be, be open-minded like uh, Lady Mocha was saying and be willing to learn. You know, we're constantly learning and growing. Maybe that's one thing I've learned is that I don't know it all. And maybe listening to other people's perspectives might can show you a different way, maybe even a better way than the way you're thinking. Child, you see how they always come with the mess is mahogany oh pink, the divester. <laughs> this is not mahogany pink, baby. This is mahogany she roof. She said this right. chat, this chat is a mess and she didn't lie. Child, this mahogany blackity blackity black. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And, I, and I'm sorry I have to rush off, but um, I, I had a great time and I'll be in touch with you guys, okay? Thank you so much, mahogany. We definitely Absolutely. appreciate you coming Thank through. you. Peace, peace. Bye, ladies. Uh, <laughs> Toya, what are your final thoughts? I'm sorry, I got so. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have been a part. I am. I apologize for my tardiness again. This uh, time change had me had caught me slipping, y'all. I'll be honest, caught me slipping. I'm usually punctual, but I'm so glad I was able to be a part of this conversation. It was very fulfilling for me. And I'm so glad that I can have a, a voice amongst such esteemed women. Um, it's so good to be in the company of you all and to be able to draw from one another. I would just leave by saying this, self-awareness is probably the most important aspect of being able to carry anything. Knowing what you already have and what you are juggling so that you can be honest about what else you have room for and if you don't have room at all. Let's start there and then we can try to carry something, but we're not here to carry the black community. Be self-aware and be honest with yourselves so we can be honest with each other. Again, thanks for having me, ladies. Thank you so much, Toya. Yeah, I it really, was our really pleasure. Appreciate you. Oh, we uh, love when you come by. Yes, since yes. you always articulate your points so eloquently and always have so much to add and just a voice of reason. And we need that. So we definitely appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Lady Mocha, what are your final thoughts? Oh my goodness. I can say a lot. <laughs> um, but I would definitely like to start off and say this has definitely been definitely been a wonderful panel. Believe it or not, I have not done panels in oh my gosh, months. Um, um, but being that I've always been um supportive of your channel, I knew exactly what I was going into before I got here, and I knew the energy here would be positive, and that's the reason I came to this panel because 
Um, I know it's not a toxic space and I wish more black men and black women would try to, um, you know, remove themselves from these toxic spaces um, that are programming their mindset with their narratives. Um, also, I will also say the people in the chat room, a lot of y'all was as brutal as the inmates that I used to work with at the Chatham County Jail. <laughs> oh, <child>. <laughs> <laughs> It, I felt like I was back at my old job. I felt like I was dealing with inmates. Well, why, why you ain't doing this? And, and why you ain't did it that way? And it, <laughs> Baby. Listen, lady. They Mama, we want to interview about that experience, honey, because yeah. that is something to behold. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, my best friend, is, she's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my best friends. Uh, she was also a corrections officer, and I, I'm gonna get y'all along, baby. We gonna, we really dive off into that because that, <laughs> that is something to behold because we don't really have a full view um for the people actually working in those um mm -hmm. positions so i definitely would love to have you back on to interview uh you ladies about that i that, yeah, that, that and you were you were in a women's prison correct no i was in a male's prison i, I was okay. over um 60 to 70 inmates in my unit all males <laughs> oh child yeah Ooh, mm -hmm. yeah baby i know yeah. you got some stories <laughs> Yeah, absolutely and i and i will also say this um i i try i try to compute um believe it or not i'm not angry i know a couple of people were saying she sounds angry no i'm a scorpio and scorpio women we are just very passionate we, I, i'm passionate about everything that I say and do, so it comes off as angry, but I'm just a very passionate woman. And I'll leave it off at this, you know, the only people we need to try to better is ourselves. Um, and that's what I've been doing. I, I don't look to point fingers at the black man, the white man, the white woman, the other black woman, other black women. I focus on myself, you know, I try to better improve myself instead of telling other people what they need to improve and what they need to work on. I work with myself every day. The only person I'm trying to be better than is the person that I was yesterday. Um, so that's all we need to um, focus on and just bettering ourselves. And again, ladies, I appreciate the positive energy and I'm so glad we conducted ourselves as women because I know a lot of these guys, they try to poke the bear because they want to see that ratchet black woman come out so they can be like yeah see we told you she's an angry black woman so i'm so glad that despite you know um some of the the darts that's been thrown at us in the chat room um i'm so glad that everybody conducted themselves as the classy women that they are and they were so we are a prime example that there are black women who can conduct themselves who can act with class and grace so again i look forward to working with you ladies i will also be inviting y'all to my panel as well we need to do more of this i feel like this is so well needed in the black sector because it's, it's, it's a toxic overkill it's just so much toxicness in the black sector so again i appreciate y'all for having me we definitely we loved it you are fire and i yeah. love your passion <laughs> listen <laughs> it speaks to me so thank you for accepting the invitation we were honored to host you absolutely and yes let, let's definitely keep in touch definitely yes absolutely absolutely 
Um, this was fire. I must say, I enjoyed it. And I know we've spoken on that, like throughout the panel, just, you know, giving the ladies their flowers and appreciating them. And I just say that this was so dope. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the entire discussion, even the chat, um, cause they always gonna give us pushback on our points and it keeps it interesting, despite the fact that we may have to provide clarity or kind of reiterate our points. 10 different ways. Um, it keeps us on our toes and we appreciate y'all as well. Um, I enjoyed it and I'm just thankful to the ladies for agreeing to take part and being so enlightened. Yes, honey. Um, I feel like, I feel like, okay, okay. Don't y'all beat me down, but uh -oh. you, right. But I mm -hmm. feel like this was like the motherboard, honey. Oh, the motherboard! Hey, yeah, huh? girl. I feel like we was all up here in our white, white you outfits. That I had told on. me to put my hat on, though. Like, look, for real though, you should have told me to put my hat on. I like when I have discussions with so many like-minded women. It makes me hopeful for the black community that eventually we will be restored to our rightful order, and that there's just a sliver of hope. Like, it makes me op more optimistic. You know what? That's I think that's what we gonna start calling these segments of women. It's like the motherboard conversation. <laughs> the motherboard. Baby. Oh, Listen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sitting in the front pew? <laughs> baby, we was in the front pew today on that. <laughs> Listen. What our fans though? What our church fans, baby? Look. But the all white baby, we was clean too. Such such nostalgia. Look, telling <laughs> folks to spit their gum out, bringing the uh tissue Kleenex over to them. Listen, if you didn't experience it. that, that is why I have to be with black people. Like I can't like make references to church or make references to black experiences and have to explain it. It don't hit the same. Like I love my folks. I don't like get on my nerves. I love man. Girl, you didn't tickle me when you said that gum. Y'all had church in, in the Bahamas. Stop playing. But that is exactly how they come yeah, and talk to you. They walk up on you. Sit there damn <laughs> you already know when you see them coming. When they playing in church, baby, they used to pinch them kids. I, I'm going to tell Listen. you. Them. <laughs> mm. Listen. But yeah, baby, that was the mother boy conversation right there. Y'all mm -hmm. weren't ready for that. Mm -hmm. um, but I just big shout out to all the ladies. Thank you to everybody who participated in the chat. Y'all wild as hell. Um, but I do, mm -hmm. I do appreciate y'all for coming through. Um, I, I, listen, we supposed to be doing a, a, a double, a double today. feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. what so, you ain't in the mood now? It's going to be quick. No, 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 baby. I'm in the mood. Okay. Um, but this is going to be ratchetry at its finest. We came yeah. classy, but we we're going from the church sides. to the club. We going to the club. Yeah, we getting ready to head to the club. <laughs> I'm about to pat my weave right now. Yeah. Can you feel I'm putting it? my okay. Vaselino and getting my cans. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put my razor blade under my tongue. Listen, I'm and... taking my earrings out as we speak. Let's Where are my gym shoes at? Let's go. <laughs> look, look at him. Yes, the ghetto. <laughs> They like it in the ghetto, though. They like the ghetto, Baby, though. that's what they come here for. They love the ghetto, honey. Uh, Lady Mocha said on oh, the drinks, two for one. Baby, I'm going <laughs> to bring y'all real back. I'm going to take y'all to the country. Listen. They selling like little pints of Hennessy at the club, baby. Oh, we going, We going Hennessy. to the country. Y'all got y'all yeah, a moonshine? Listen, let's go. Let's do we, it, then. We, we I'm ready. Uh, so we will see you guys back here 
in just a minute. Stay tuned. Um, but yes. thank you so much to everybody that showed up. We appreciate y'all. We out. Peace. Bye.